The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you so much for the wonderful introduction, and today is August 14th, 2022, and here are the topics that will be discussed on this week's edition of the serious side of the Jay Rao Show. We now know the FBI search and seizure at Mar-a-Lago is the escalation of a back and forth between former President Trump and the Department of Justice for months before federal agents broke the locks on a basement storage area and, Mr. Trump says, opened this safe, removing about a dozen boxes from his office and private residence in Florida. I know Wyoming. I love Wyoming. I am Wyoming. Harriet Hageman proudly wears Wyoming on her sleeve and wields it like a hammer against Liz Cheney. Former President Trump's legal team in Georgia has a new member as a state jury investigates for his alleged attempts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. Experts say the addition of Dwight Thomas has serious implications on the investigation. Okay, but I I know this may be a novel point, uh, a novel idea for somebody who's, you know, a supporter of Trump, but there are people who are capable of being related and not having ethical issues. Many things that I don't stand by that Trump did. Trump has done things that are racist. I'm a black woman first, so always understand that. Online radio at its best. to the serious side. 347-850-1272 is our calling number. I'm Jay Rob. Thank you guys for being here on a beautiful Sunday morning. Of course, you know how we roll. And I never share this stage by myself. Let me say good morning to the very lovely, my big sis, Miss Vanessa Mae Belly in the Mackinelli. Good morning, Vanessa. Uh, how are you doing on this beautiful Sunday? <laughs> good morning, everybody. I'm just glad to be here. I'm glad that 
God woke me up this morning, and it is beautiful here in Houston. And all is well. Glad to be on the show. Glad to have you listeners here with us on the show. Well, it's always good to have listeners in the house. Mr. Elias is off this morning. Uh, Jerome Esprit usually joins us after his commitment to Clear Channel Radio. And the countdown is on for Johnny D and the place to be. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. So it's just me and my big sis. She gets all the time in the world to bump her gums. You can bump your gums until your lips fall off, big sis. It's all on you, 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 you. All right. It is time for what we usually do as a point of personal privilege. Let me tell you something. And I know that I'm going to be accused of black-on-black crime, and that's okay. You know, I was watching this uh, documentary, and it's called It's About Time We Had a Conversation About Cosby. And, you know, I was watching this thing, and what I do is when I get ready to go to work or whatever the case may be, I'll have the TV on in the bathroom, and I'll watch, you know, I'll turn something on and I'll watch it. And so I watched this thing, and, you know, I watched you know, it took me two days because obviously I'm getting ready to go to work. So, Vanessa, as I watched this, I watched part one of this thing about Bill Cosby, and I realized how much Cosby has done for the African-American community. And so when this whole thing came out with Bill Cosby, I have to tell you, I was torn because I grew up on Cosby. But then once I started watching and listening to these news reports, I was like, oh, my God, this dude is really – like a monster. I mean, it was like listening to these ladies, you know, relive what Cosby had done to them. I was like, oh, my God. But Vanessa, so I was conflicted, and I was upset when the young lady who settled out of court took, I think she took $10 million or $3 million. I can't remember the amount. But she took the money, and she said she wouldn't squeal. Then all of a sudden, she comes back, and she says, oh, my, you know, I, my, I'm shook at my core. I just couldn't live with myself, blah, 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 blah. And you know what I said at the time when that whole mess came out. So now, let's fast forward to, you know, this week. So I'm watching this documentary, and so I watched it in two parts, Vanessa. The first part talks about everything that this guy had done, has done for African Americans. I mean, from ensuring that black stuntmen had jobs in Hollywood back in the day. And, you know, just a whole bunch of different things. You know, his, you know, what he did for education and stuff like that. But then, so then I was conflicted again, Vanessa. I was like, oh, my God, you know, this guy did a lot. But then I watched part two, and I'm like, oh, my God, this guy was a straight-up monster. So... I say all that to say this, <laughs> Vanessa. I'm telling you, it it really shook me to my core because I'm thinking, oh my God, am I? You know, he was. I mean, one lady talks about how, you know, he gave them quaaludes and Spanish fly, and how he would just drug these ladies and have his way with them and. Then, you know, hey, get, you know, how do I get back? You know, call a cab. I mean, it was just so demeaning. I don't know, Vanessa, have you, since this whole thing happened with Cosby and, you know, he's kind of laid low and we haven't heard a lot about him, just are you conflicted a little bit based on the character that you saw on TV versus what we now know he has been doing since the 60s? 
He's been doing this for a long time, Vanessa. You ought to see my face. I wish I could snap a picture and send it to you. Did you just ask me, am I protected? Am I'm I? Just, I, I, hell I, I no. Yeah, yes, no. yes. No. Yes. Hell okay. no, I'm not. No. Okay, you're not. No. So he is what because to you? What, Bill Cosby is what now to you? What is a, it? A rapist. I'm oh, a boy. woman first. Yes. I'm a woman first. And giving I people an up. And you, ooh, okay, Vanessa, let me, let me get it together. That's okay. Take your okay. time. Yeah, because you know what? what? I appreciate what has done for the black community. But that don't have nothing to do with raping women, giving them party, it was quaaludes, but now they like party drugs that they get these young girls at clubs. Yeah. That does not justify what he did. I could care less. Uh-huh. What he did. I don't care if he built schools for black children. I don't care. <laughs> wow. He had no right to give these women and the people who are right. listening to me and these are women who call in and say see Vanessa I knew you were going to be like that with the oh, no 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 I'm black first I'm a woman first or second and that's not right I don't care what he did for black people he's a racist wow and the lady took the three million and her conscience probably was like damn I shouldn't have took it and it doesn't make the hurt go away to what he did well, okay. See, you, we're going to disagree on that. We, we're just going to disagree on it. I just, I, I just. I'm not finished. I'm not finished. That's fine that she took it and then she said they told her to sign that she wouldn't talk about it. But if she talked about it and she did, she should have gave the money back. That's like breaking our clause, that silence clause that people be signing when they be taking all that money. So that don't mean she get to keep it, Jay. That means she got to get that three million back. Okay, I mean, well, okay, well, okay, well, listen, I guess we're on the same page there. I just felt that, you know, the bottom line is that if you feel that he violated you so much and and that, you know, I was shook to my core and all that other stuff, then guess what? You should have never taken the money. Anything was going to happen to him, like a lot of people felt that and didn't come forward. But once one or two started coming forward, then a whole bunch of them started coming out to Woodward. I get that. I don't know I get it. I understand it. Well, because, because, well, because he was bigger what, than what life. I mean, you know, he was bigger than life. Yeah. I mean, if one of the came forward, he, that don't mean nothing. He's Bill Cosby. So yeah. I kind of get it that she took the hush money. But if you took the hush money, you signed the clause, you saw the other woman, women started coming forward, then you need to get that $3 million back or that $2.5 million you got left there. So yeah. We don't know if she did or yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so I guess we're on the same page there. I just felt that once again, if there's something that shakes me to my core, you don't have enough well, money in Fort Knox to, uh, you know, pay me off or make me, you know, go against my uh, my principles. And I just felt that 
you know, it's the same thing with OJ. I think OJ did did it. I'm, I mean, listen, I mean, people can say whatever. I think OJ did what he did. And either, you know, people say, well, either OJ did it or he knew someone who did it. Okay, well, whatever. I mean, That's you can have your opinions. Tell somebody who did it, but don't be like telling me, oh, Vanessa, you black, you should have, you need to be sitting on the jury and let him get away with it or whoever they are that's black. Let them get away with it. Yeah, please. But, but wait a minute, but it is... But, but wait a minute, it is the judicial system, right? And at the end of the day, you have to accept the results for what they are. And so he was acquitted. But what I didn't get, and I, you know, people came after me when I said this on the show, was I didn't like the fact that they had came and they had actually sent him to jail behind that mess that happened in, in uh, Las Vegas. When you have console tape saying, yeah, we finally got his ass. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, but you heard the cops. Their motivation was trying to get him for what happened back in, you know, back in the day, back in the 90s. So I didn't agree with that, especially when they're caught on tape saying it. So there are so many flaws with our judicial system. But at the end of the okay, day. Okay, there goes again, Jay. There goes again. You what? got away. You got away with the killing of that girl. You know all the white people don't like you right about now. So if you know all the white people don't like you, what makes you think you can go and break into somebody's jail, into somebody's hotel room, and not have consequences? Jay, well, he didn't break. Well, he technically children. didn't break in. Yes, he did. He went. Okay. No, he no let's no. He technically no, no, didn't break in. Right. Let's change the wording. You're right. He didn't break in. He went in without somebody's permission. However, yeah. you want to word that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. no it, you know, no. He, he, here's how here's how we'll, no. we'll equate it, Vanessa. No. It's like, no. you know, no. All, no, 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 let me, no, 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 no. We're, well, we, we can do this all day. <laughs> Listen, this is how I will equate it. I will equate it to these are people that he knew. These are, it's like me knowing some cats that I've been knowing for years. You know, we we broke bread together, we drank together, we were buddies. All of a sudden, you I found out find out that you have my personal stuff and you're trying to auction it. So I walk in the door and say, "Yo, man, what are you doing? What's up?" And then I catch you in a room with a bunch of folks trying to sell my stuff. Me and you friends. So yeah, my friendship entitles me to walk in that hotel room and say, "Yo, man, what are you doing?" And then when people try to leave, this is what got them in trouble. Hey y'all, don't let nobody out the room. That statement right there <laughs> got them in big trouble. So, but I hear what you're saying. I, I agree with you overall. He should have laid low. But, but you know, the bottom line is, you don't know where OJ is now, do you? OJ said, "Man, I'm gonna sit my behind down and be quiet." And there's no OJ nowhere. So there it is. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We'll take a break. Also, I wanted to acknowledge the death of a listener. Actually, one of our longtime listeners. He used to listen to us a long time ago. I have a special word for him at the end of the show. Found that news out this week, and it just shook me to my core. All right, time for an NPR news update. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ralph Show. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Courtney Keeley. Tensions remain high in southern Ukraine, where the area around a nuclear complex has been shelled multiple times in recent days. The International Atomic Energy Agency has demanded a halt to military action around the planet. 
NPR's Tim Mack has more from Ukraine. NRHATSOM, which operates Ukraine's nuclear power plants, said the Zaporizhia nuclear complex was at risk of violating radiation and fire safety standards. Recent shelling has damaged a nitrogen oxygen station, an auxiliary building, as well as radiation sensors and power lines. NRHATSOM added that bombardment also damaged a fire department tasked with protecting the nuclear complex from fires. The head of the IAEA has offered to personally lead a mission to the plant in order to reduce tensions at the site and provide independent information about its safety. Tim Mack, NPR News, Kiev. Hawaii is the latest date to hold a primary election. Most of the votes from Saturday's race were mail-in ballots. And as Hawaii's Public Radio's Bill Dorman reports, the results clarify the outlook in the state for November's election. Hawaii will choose a new governor this year. Current Lieutenant Governor Josh Green overcame his two closest rivals to win the Democratic nomination with more than 60% of the vote. On the Republican side, former Lieutenant Governor Duke Iona beat out mixed martial artist and political newcomer B.J. Penn to become the GOP standard-bearer in the race. Incumbents won handily in the Democratic primary races for Hawaii's congressional delegation. Both Senator Brian Schatz and Congressman Ed Case are heavily favored to retain their seats in November. On Maui, incumbent Mayor Mike Victorino came in second to retired Judge Richard Bisson. As the top two vote-getters in the primary, the two will face off again in November in a runoff election. For NPR News, I'm Bill Dorman in Honolulu. A gunman opened fire on a bus near Jerusalem's Old City early Sunday, according to Israeli police. Eight Israelis were wounded in the attack. Shaken witnesses described the attack near the sacred Western Wall as horrifying. Daniel Kanevesky saw people trying to flee the bus. Two people outside by the morning, two inside, was uh, bleeding. Two of the victims remain in serious condition. The suspected Palestinian attacker is in custody. The attack comes after a week of tension involving Israelis and Palestinians, including three days of fighting in Gaza. Battles erupted there after Israel's forces killed what it says were three Islamic Jihad commanders. In Egypt, at least 35 people have been killed and 45 others injured in a fire at a Coptic church, according to Egyptian health officials. And you're listening to NPR News. The NAACP is committed to equality for all people, especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance of living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org. Online radio at its best. Former President Trump spent last night apparently talking strategy with a handful of Republican lawmakers at his golf club in New Jersey as the fallout and GOP response to FBI agents searching his Florida residence intensifies. We now know the FBI search and seizure at Mar-a-Lago is the escalation of a back and forth between former President Trump and the Department of Justice for months before federal agents broke the locks in a basement storage area and, Mr. Trump says, opened his safe 
removing about a dozen boxes from his office and private residence in Florida. I'm sure that they're claiming that there was something, you know, terribly egregious that's a grave matter of national security. The problem is that her no crime is committed. Multiple sources say the investigation is centered on sensitive, highly classified documents. Mr. Trump's personal attorney says it's driven by politics. They're scared of Donald Trump. They don't want him to run in 2024. We believe in the rule of law, and that's what our country is about, and no person is above the law. Welcome back in. 347 you You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Well, I tell you what, the walls are closing in. Uh, obviously, if you uh, you should know this by now, uh, federal agents raided uh, Donald Trump's home in Florida. Uh, and uh, when I tell you that I think that, the, look, let me stop, let me do this, because I do this every time something major happens. And since the whole staff's not here today, I get a chance to ask Vanessa. Vanessa, I always ask this question. When big events happen with Donald Trump, I'll ask you again. Do you think, and I'm doing this for a reason, because there will be a mashup at the end of the day, because I ask you guys this question every you know, two or three months. So do you think Donald Trump is going to go to jail behind the crimes that he has committed? You ask us every two or three weeks, honey, not every two or three okay, months. Okay, well, well, you know, well, there you go. He gets in trouble every two or three weeks. You're right. <laughs> so you're right. My bad. So, uh, no. What do you think? You don't think he's going to jail? No. Yeah. No. Okay. I'm telling you, I think they're going to just make him get into trouble where he can't run again, and that is the reason why he is going to announce that he's running again real soon, so that. They can't take that from him. That is exactly what's going to happen. Okay, so you're saying basically that he is not going to jail. He's not going to jail. So, 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 so he's not going to go to jail. So let me ask you this. Will he be charged? I think he's going to be charged with something that's going to be able to stop him from running for president. Yeah, I think they're going to find something. And they got a lot. But they're going to find something that they can charge him with, some kind of a felony or something, treason, something, so that he cannot run for president. Because they've you know, already been playing, Jay. Right. They've yeah. already been playing this thing saying, uh, lock him up. This is what some of the white people are saying on Facebook. Lock him up. And then some of the other ones are repeating what he said about Hillary, uh, that he said that a person who has done this, 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 and this should not be able to run for president. And now he's done the exact same things in a different form. So you know it's, what? It's it's, it's so funny that you mentioned that, Vanessa. What, listen, let's play a, a mashup of Republicans. Now, this is when Hillary. Th- this is the thing that I don't understand. This is the reason why I can't associate myself with people like this because they are hypocrites. Here is a mashup of what people on Fox said at the time when Hillary Clinton had this situation with her emails. Uh, what other Republican politicians said. Let's listen to this, and then we'll talk on the other side. 
Online radio at its best. The FBI stepping forward at this moment uh, has demonstrated real integrity. When you have a presidential candidate, the FBI has a duty to we the people to investigate any appearance of impropriety. Patriotic FBI agents are pushing and trying to do something, but this requires a full, comprehensive investigation. I don't know what took the FBI so long to try to get it. She made a choice to leave government with all of these documents as though they were her property. The clear intent to evade the Federal Records Act, that's mishandling classified information. Why wouldn't the FBI act on that? I mean, come on, are we supposed to believe that after over time that she just didn't know what the rules were? It is a federal crime to negligently handle classified information. Multiple felonies that we're talking about here. My verdict, based on the evidence, is guilty. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And we still have people who will follow this guy off the edge of the cliffs. Now, you heard, you know, Vice President Pence, matter of fact, his comments led that whole nonsense off, right? You heard people saying, oh, how does she not know? Are we supposed to believe she she doesn't understand the rules by now? Now, uh, it's a federal crime for you to handle confidential and top secret documents outside of a secured environment, right? So, so all these different Republicans were saying all these things when Hillary Clinton's emails were in question. Now, oh, we want to defund the FBI. They are brown shirts. They planted evidence on on him. Now, think about this for a second, all you ridiculous people out there. First, he said, he isn't Donald Trump. He said that, you know, they planted information on me. But then he comes back and says, yeah, well, you know, I would take stuff home to read, which we all know, that, you know, the rumors are notorious that he didn't read, that they had to show him briefings and pictures, right? <laughs> then he comes back and says, then he comes back and says, Vanessa, that he declassified all this information. So, 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 so help me understand and, and explain it to me as if I was a third grader. How the hell, if they planted the information on you, right? Then how the hell did you declassify it? According to you, you never had it. But wait a minute. But since they found it there, you declassified. You know, it was a standing rule that when President Trump took stuff home, it was declassified. You just can't wave a magic wand and say this is declassified. You, there are protocols you have to go through. I used to hold a top secret security clearance. You just can't say, ah. Oh. Now the president, at his discretion, can say that I want to declassify this information. But we're talking nuclear codes, Vanessa, that he possibly had in his possession. And here's the thing that's really bothering him. The only way, now that place has over 100 rooms, only way the FBI knew where to go was someone from the inside called and told the FBI what was up. Think about that. All these people saying that folks are coming after Trump. Think about his two impeachments. Think about what's going on with the January 6th committee. Every person that they've interviewed are people that he appointed. People that testified during his impeachment. 
those were Trump appointees. People who are testifying against him now, January 6th, these are people that he chose. The judges who are saying that all these frivolous lawsuits that he has uh, um, that he has actually uh, uh, submitted, all these lawsuits about the election is being rigged. They were shot down over 60 times by Trump-appointed judges. How can you be so stupid? How can you be so dumb? Vanessa, I ask you, how can people be so ridiculous when everybody who is turning on Donald Trump are people that he chose? These are his folks. These are not Democrats coming after him. These are people that he chose, Vanessa. That's crazy. Because he chose them and they were trying to play the game with Donald Trump. Don't mean they're going to go to jail and Donald Trump don't go to jail. They know Donald Trump ain't going to jail. He's not going to spend to one nobody. day. Maybe one. Maybe one. But Donald Trump ain't going to jail. And they will go to jail. So these people are like, uh-uh. I ain't fixing to go to jail for that fool. So, uh, and he sees who's turning on him. He sees it. He ain't crazy. He he might act like he's crazy, Jay, but that man ain't really crazy. Well, boy, yeah, I beg to differ. Yeah, I beg to differ. Spoiled yeah. and entitled he may be, but he's not crazy. Vanessa, crazy. if you, let me tell you something. You have to be a stone-cold fool to run for public office, right, knowing the skeletons you have in your closet. There's no way a smart person. Well, Vanessa, but that's true. Now, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. That's for sure. Even though Jerome says, I think he, you know, Jerome, you know, he doesn't agree with that. I don't think he was, I think he did it for publicity, son, me personally. And, and, uh, and, you know, because once again, when he won, he didn't even have a speech prepared to to accept the uh, the results. Yeah, he didn't think so. But at the end of the day, why would you even put yourself under that type of scrutiny? I mean, he lied about his tax returns. Oh, I'll show my tax returns. No problem. No problem. You know, when they say when you know if and when they say I can show them, I'll show them. Well, guess what? They're saying, hey, guess what? You can show them. Now he's in court trying to fight it. How can you people be so stupid? I don't get it. I, I, I just don't understand. I don't get it, Vanessa. I don't get it. I, I really don't understand how everybody can see what's going on here. In the digital age that we live in, a Republican can say every Republican who called Donald Trump a clown, uh, Colonel Barker, all these same people are licking his you-know-what. I mean, it's crazy to me. Let's get out to, uh, let's bring in uh, Steve. Oh, man, good morning, Steve. Long time no hear from. What's going on, man? Welcome in. Oh, yes, good morning. And tell you about how bad it is regarding, regarding Trump. Tell you how bad things are. We've got literally prophecies. Prophecies that God is tired of people worshiping Donald Trump and that he will see to it that he's removed 
off the earth. They've literally idolized this man. God is tired of it. And it's that bad where we've got prophecies of Trump getting assassinated, civil war, um, and uh, and then also I want to expand upon the school shootings. 1991 book, ladies and gentlemen, from Bill Cooper, uh, uh, Behold a Pale Horse. He warned about school shootings from mind-controlled students in 1991. He was assassinated and killed at his home in Arizona in 2001. Also, nothing can happen on this earth without God's approval, which we're seeing since COVID-19 is God's judgment on the earth. Amen. Now, the, Amen. The, uni- the University of Arizona did autopsies on those that died from COVID, and uh, the government in Italy did as well. They found peptides of conosnel venom and snake venom in the victims that died from COVID. In Italy, they found 38 different forms of animal venom in their bodies, ladies and gentlemen. So what I've been doing is researching what can detox venom out of the body, because if they're spraying it in the air or putting it in the water or spraying it on the food, China thinks they're spraying it on the food, so they've been throwing away some food. But uh, nicotine. Now, I don't smoke. I just like the nicotine gum. I like the Nicorette brand. It's sucralose-free. You could detox the venom out your body. But, but, but yeah, bioweapons, I mean, prophecies, civil war, Russia getting stronger and stronger and stronger and conquering land all across the earth. And that's what's happening right now. Russia's selling oil and making a large amount, a massive amount of money selling oil. And guess who built up Russia? Wall Street did. Guess who built up China? Wall Street did. Guess who caused the Russian Revolution all 100 years ago and the Chinese Revolution in the 50s? Wall Street did that. So, ladies and gentlemen, you're not what you're experiencing and what you're going through is a psychological operation, military to reduce the population. And um, now the the media admits one million died of COVID in this country. Now the underground media is saying about four million died of this country, about sixty million they think died of COVID around this world. And so we're going to see more bioweapons. We're going to see more problems. I got my passport, but moving to another country, it's a new world order. There's really nowhere you can move to. The only thing you can do is put your faith in God and Jesus Christ. That's the only thing you can do, ladies and gentlemen, is put your faith in Christ because God is tired of these sinners, and massive judgment is here on this earth because God is tired of sinners. And some of the, you know, only one in ten Americans believe what the Bible says. They did a survey. Only 11% of Americans believe what is written in that Bible. So you're dealing with the godless generation, and we're dealing with the judgment of God. But I love you guys, but you you got to see through the psychological operations. It's not about Republican versus Democrat. It's just, you know, look at the farms being burned down. Look at the food processing plants being burned down. Look at farmers in Europe being shot at with guns because they're instituting uh, a climate change and they want them to farm on less land. That means they farm on less land for climate change. That means higher food prices, which fulfills that right. scripture in the book of Revelation that deals with uh, a day's wages for, 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 uh, for a loaf of bread. All of that. All right, Steve, let's you, jump in, bro. Jay, I love your show. You guys have a have a good Sunday, okay? All right, man. I appreciate you. Okay. Uh, all right. So, so, 
Listen, I love Steve. I, I really do, boy. I, but, yeah, I, you know, you just brace because, you know, Steve is going to go from one end to the other. That's okay. I mean, listen, we live in America. It's free speech. Well, some of the things you say, I, I definitely, are, you know, I agree with some of it. That's for sure. But, but listen, I listen. I love Steve, man. Continue to support the show, brother. Uh, call in anytime you want. Um, but I, I guess, you know, kind of going back and finishing up on this whole situation with Trump, I've come to the conclusion that there's nothing we can do when it comes to these ridiculous people who continue to follow this clown. The same guy that, you know, that's been caught on tape. You know, it's it's like, why even catch him on tape? Because you can catch him on tape talking about grabbing ladies, coochie coochies. You can catch him on tape talking about paying Stormy Daniels. Pay her, pay her. You can produce a check with his signature on it, paying her the money for her to be quiet. But these people are going to continue to march on. They're going to continue to march on. Here, here's the problem that I have. Folks who know better, people who know better, like the young lady, uh, Lake, whatever her name is, she is the Republican nominee for governor of the state of Arizona. Now, a few years ago, she voted for President Obama. But at some point in time, she realized that, hey, let me get on the bandwagon. A lot of these people don't even believe it. You have Kevin McCartney. You catch him on tape saying that this guy is a nutcase. But then he comes out and says something else, and people act like they never heard the tape. This is the thing I don't understand. But I guess, Vanessa, if you go back and look at history, that's why we had Jonestown. That's why we had those people in the black little uh, suits with the Nikes on kill themselves. It's amazing how people will follow one person, a person who don't give two boo-boos about them. He could care less about any of you clowns that continue to drink the Kool-Aid because he's going to throw all y'all under the bus. He ain't going to jail for nobody. And y'all continue to support him. Y'all continue to drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> it's funny. It's, it's sad. It's sad, though. Say what, Vanessa? At least fake like they're drinking the Kool-Aid because they just want to profit well, off of Trump. Well, I mean, this. but see, here's the danger. There's a report right now that somebody just drove into the Capitol and killed himself. You know, you had a guy show up at the FBI headquarters, the same guy that now, was, you know, the, well, I mean, but that's what they do. They don't understand that they're fueling this type of stuff. Now, I, I don't, I'm amazed at, I really am. I, I'm flabbergasted at this. We're talking about people who have degrees. We're talking about people that you thought were smart. And, you know, but let me say this, though. The one thing that Donald Trump said is that all in Donald Trump's lawyer, oh, well, you know, they don't want Donald Trump to, to, to run for president. Hey, newsflash, yes, we do. Yes, we do. We want him to be the Republican nominee so he can get beat again. Yes, we want Trump to run for president again. I'll beat him again. There's no way he's going to win the presidency. You people can sit here and think that he is. You know, some of his candidates have won, you know, uh, you know, primaries. Think, think about it from this perspective. 
You have to cheat to win. You have to gerrymander districts to win. None of the last two, the last two Republican presidents, they never won the popular vote. I mean, Republicans were so sure that they had the majority of Americans behind them, then why are they cheating to create districts where they will never lose? You people are gullible. Continue to drink the Kool-Aid. Continue to follow a man who don't give two doo-doos about you. <laughs> it's funny to me. It's hilarious. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Oh boy, I <laughs> just gotta laugh at this stuff. It, but you know what? Hey, it is what it is. You, you you try to reach people. You try to get folks to understand what's happening. And l- listen, I've always said this before. If you are a Republican, if you have conservative values, God bless you. Vote for what makes sense for you. But when you have a person that doesn't know. I mean, this guy can't even tell you where half the country's on the map. And this guy was the leader of the free world, and you continue to support him. (laughs) God bless you. That's all I can say to you. God bless you. Jesus Christ. Anything, Vanessa, you want to say before we step out of here? I just think it's crazy. I love it. It's insane. I'm glad they went into his house and went all in the bunker's, Avania's closet. But moving on. (laughs) <laughs> the body of closet. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. In this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. We're going to look at crime in New York. Okay. Because as the pandemic comes to an end, employers are expecting folks to go back to work. And New York City is no exception. They desperately need their workers to return to the office because the economy depends on it. But it's facing a particular tricky problem. After several horrific attacks in the city's uh, subway system this past year, workers are saying, look, we're afraid to come to work. They are actually meeting with the mayor, Eric Adams, and demanding answers on how they can take care of this. CEOs need you to come back to work, New York. But until you get the crime fixed in New York, especially on the subway system, people are not going back. So in this week's edition of Four Minutes or Less, we'll take a look at that and see how New York is dealing with this particular issue. It's Kavina time at Four Minutes or Less. Something that you need to know. We'll be right back after this. City's economy depends on workers returning to their offices, but that hasn't been easy. And if the city didn't have enough challenges, there's now a perception that New York is less safe. NPR's David Gora reports. First, it was the COVID variants that upended companies' plans to bring employees back. Now, it's the headline. Police say a 40-year-old Asian woman was pushed to her death in front of an incoming southbound R train. A routine subway ride from Brooklyn to Manhattan was 48-year-old Daniel Enriquez's final ride. Shot dead by a fellow... Gas mask and reflective vest opened two smoke canisters on an end train and fired nearly three dozen shots. In a city where an estimated 80% of office workers rely on public transportation, those attacks on commuters struck a nerve, even though crime is nowhere near historic highs. 
According to the New York Police Department, murders and shootings are down year-to-date, although felony assaults are up about 20 percent. But a string of alarming attacks and coverage of them is fueling this perception public safety is an issue. That's not lost on Mayor Eric Adams, who spoke to reporters after Michelle Goh was killed. She was the woman pushed in front of a train at the Times Square station. To lose a New Yorker in this fashion would only continue to elevate the fears of individuals not using our subway system. Goh's death sent shockwaves through the city, especially through the Asian American community and the financial services industry. She was a consultant for Deloitte. The victim of another attack worked for Goldman Sachs. And the CEOs of those two companies confronted Mayor Adams at meetings Kathy Wild helped organize. She runs a business group called the Partnership for New York City. The executives came out very strong saying, we can't in conscience bring our people back to work and encourage them to ride the subways unless we see tangible evidence that you're doing something about this. Now, it's not just Wall Street that's worried. About half of respondents to a recent Quinnipiac poll said crime is the most urgent issue facing New York City today. But banking and finance make up a significant part of the city's economy, and its CEOs have been especially vocal about the need for workers to come back. We have to have a safe environment for people. That's David Solomon, the head of Goldman Sachs, who says strong economic growth requires vibrant cities. To have vibrant cities, people have to feel safe. Solomon is a lifelong New Yorker who remembers what the city felt like when crime was high in the 1970s and 80s. He acknowledges it's made a comeback since then, but he says right now it feels different from when his kids grew up in New York. You know, it depends on your lens. The city is certainly less safe. I would say it's a little grittier and a little dirtier. And as Solomon notes, other cities are also dealing with this. Of course, not everyone feels New York has become less safe. Fueling this perception is the city seems less crowded. Subway ridership is still about half of what it was before the pandemic. Sean Woodruff is the head of human resources at the financial services firm TIAA. While he's heard from workers who are worried about safety, Woodruff points out there haven't been more incidents involving his employees. I think there's this perception that New York City is like the wild, wild west, and I'm not sure that the actual crime statistics supports the perception. So that perception is there, especially among young people who worry that if they don't come back to the office, they'll miss out on mentoring and career opportunities. Kathy Wild of the Partnership for New York City says they're dealing with something that's new to them. A whole generation of New Yorkers never gave a thought to their personal safety and security because we were the safest big city in America, perhaps the world. Like other CEOs, Wild is worried about the future, that New York City will lose some of its appeal if it continues to be seen as a place that isn't as safe as it once was. David Gura, NPR News, New York. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. Online radio at its best. I know Wyoming, I love Wyoming, 
I am Wyoming. Harriet Hageman proudly wears Wyoming on her sleeve and wields it like a hammer against Liz Cheney. I am going to reclaim Wyoming's lone congressional seat from that Virginian who currently holds it. These days, signs of trouble for Cheney are easy to spot here in Wyoming, as Hageman works to bring Cheney's time in Congress to an abrupt end. It wasn't always that way. I am proud to introduce my friend, Liz Cheney. Back when she showered Cheney with praise during her first bid for Congress in 2016. A proven, courageous, constitutional conservative, someone who has the education, the background, and experience to fight effectively for Wyoming on a national stage. It's a telling bookend of the Republican Party's evolution under Donald Trump, who was elected the same day Cheney first won. And now he is at the center of her political fall in a state where he won 70% of the vote, his widest margin anywhere. Welcome back in 347-850-1272. It, is a cold, it was going to be a cold day in hell. Anytime you hear me say anything uh, positive about someone whose last name is Cheney, but I have to admit that uh, Liz Cheney, even though she voted with Trump 95% of the time, uh, you know, she's a true patriot. And what I mean by that is the bottom line is that, you know, at the end of the day, she puts country before party. And I think anyone should do yep. that uh, when it comes to this guy. And, you know, listen, and, and like I said before, I always, and this has been a lesson for me, Donald Trump, the presidency of Donald Trump has really been a lesson for me. And what I mean by that, Vanessa, is that I used to always think that if a Republican, if someone voted against a Democratic, you know, value or bill or whatever, I used to always think about, yeah, they, they just kind of, you know, they kind of racist, right? I was I was quick to throw that out there because, you know, I, I look at when, when President Obama uh, was, you know, elected president and you heard, you know, Mitch, Mitch McConnell saying things like, you know, he wants to make him a one-term president. I always looked at it as, you know, it's racial. But this taught me a lesson. It's just that America needs two political parties. Everything can't be the same. It's like you can't have a world full of black people. You can't have a world full of white people. Everything can't be oh, the same. You have to have variety. Look at mama proud of that baby. Bam. Gaga goo goo. So at the end of the day, <laughs> We can't, you know, if you believe in smaller government, you know, that's okay. That's all right. But every now and then, something comes along and it tests your faith. And, and this guy, Donald Trump, is a test to our faith. And Vanessa. so it's Abbott. And so it's Abbott. And so it's Abbott. And so oh, God, is Yeah, he's a clown, too. Abbott. He's a clown, too. I, I mean... It's amazing how, once again, we talked about this during the last segment, how once the FBI raided Donald Trump's home, all these Republicans came on the record and said, oh, yeah, they're playing evidence, they're doing this, they're doing that. Now, and Donald Trump, oh, show what they took, show what they took. When Merrick Garland said, I got you, no problem. Guess what? We're going to show what we took. The inventory is out there. But then they're going to come back and say that they planted it. So it's, they're damned if they do it, damned if they don't. But no, you know they're what? lying. Nobody they're would lying. have known. Nobody would have known about any of this until Trump put it out there. 
Now, because they he wanted to use it. They, they, yeah. Yeah. He likes sympathy. He likes uh, the yeah. center of attention. He's like a child that the parents didn't give enough attention to or something. He yeah. put that out there, but it's not going to work. The fact yeah, well, no, it's not. Well, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. No, no, it's not. And so now Liz Cheney, because all of a sudden she stands for the rule of law, she's going to lose. I mean, she's down big time in Wyoming. She's going to lose. And once again, the lady that she's running against back in 2016 said that, you know, Liz Cheney was the salt of the earth. She's the greatest thing since sliced sliced bread. Now, this is the same lady who's going against her because you know why? She got mega fever. She got mega fever. She got mega fever. She's in love. She's gone Trump, Trump crazy. And she has mega fever. Oh, my God. She does. And like all of them, they, they, they realize that. In order for them, and listen, you have to have an ego to run for office. Let's not, I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, or Independent. There has to be an ego there, right? And so they realize that instead of them doing what's in the best interest of the country, they're going to do what's in the best interest of them. And that's what they're going to do. So Liz Cheney's going to lose on Tuesday. There's no doubt about that. But here's that's the dilemma. Once she, oh, she's going to lose. Well, yeah, it's going to be. It's sad. Listen, under normal circumstances, it's if she was running against the Republican, but she does help the Democrat. She does. No, help she does not. She is for what's right. Oh yeah, there you go. You took the words right out of my mouth. No, she does not help the Democrats. <laughs> and I was going to say, under normal circumstances, if she was running against a regular Republican, I'd be like, kick her tail out of office. Right. But she's well, not. Right now, she's helping the Democrats. She's not helping the Democrats because when you say that, it's party lines. What she's doing is she is helping the country. She is following the rules of the the, the rules of law. I mean, the, you know, okay, the, the, you're right she's following the, the rules. Yeah. Yes. You know, she's yes. following the law. It's not the fact that but she's I helping the Democrats. But I still well, there you go. We that. should. She doesn't have to be like that. We should. So at the end of the day, you know, she's just following the rule of law. She's not, you know, following the Democrats. It's just happened that the Democrats are trying to follow the rule of law, and this guy is broken. And, and look, and I've gone back and found clips of what Democrats said when Clinton was being, uh, you know, impeached. I mean, it's all political. I mean, you know, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say Democrats don't play that card. You know, there were situations where Democrats were caught gerrymandering, trying to gerrymander districts. But at least once they got caught, they decided that, okay, they're going to do the right thing and leave it alone. Republicans just continue to try to make it happen. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. Politicians are politicians, regardless of what party they belong to. But this guy, thing that's happening with him is a whole new – and here's the other part, too, and I always say this on the show – as long as these folks don't play a don't pay a political price for what they're doing, they're going to continue to do it. Ten of the Republicans who voted to impeach Trump, most of them are retiring because their their families are getting death threats, right? And then only two have won so far. Out of the ten, only two won their their primary their primary challenges. Only two out of the ten. So what does that say? 
That tells other Republicans that vote for Trump Vanessa. Still runs the party. There you go. There you go. He is still the boss. He is still the pit boss. And it doesn't yep. matter what we and do. He terrible. is still the man. And that's terrible. Of course and, you know, it is. I don't care if there's, like you said earlier, there should be two parties because no no one country or whatever should have the same rules or whatever. Everybody right. has a voice. That's why they got union jobs and non-union jobs. But you know what? I really um, think that by now, the older ones are, are like Trump has to go because he is changing the party. And they're really going to make three parties if you ain't taught that. It's going to end up being like three parties. There's going to well, be a Republican party, a Democratic party, and a Trump party. There it is. It's already in, the, it's already in effect. It's already in effect. And, you know, and listen, I have, in my career, I have voted for Republican candidates. So don't, yeah. don't you know, don't come at me, yeah. oh, you know, I have. I mean, it's, no. it's all about, hey, if the message is good, and if I think they're going to make a difference, I have in the past. In the 90s, I voted for some Republicans. Yeah. I have. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's not about, you know, I'm not going to just vote straight party. Well, now I do because these people are nuts. But back in the day, I would sit back and say, okay, you know, this, this candidate, I like what they're saying. I think they can make a difference. If they're running against a corrupt Democrat, then guess what? I'm not going to reward you because if okay. you're corrupt, you're corrupt. Okay, so in Texas now, Jay, you can't walk in there and pull, uh, I don't nope. know if you wouldn't vote it recently, but you can't walk in nope, there and push Democrat and walk out the door anymore. Nope. 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 They changed that. Yep. You're going to have to stand yep. there and push them one by one, baby, yep. to make sure yep. that you put them. <laughs> yep. And they're doing that for a reason. It, it, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 they're doing this for a reason. There's a reason why they're doing this. Right? Because once again, they're trying to run as much interference as possible. That's what they're doing. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous what, what this country has become. And you have people out there who continue to carry the, the, the MAGA, the MAGA uh, flag. So now, but here's the bigger picture for, for, for Liz Cheney. People are saying that Liz Cheney is thinking about running for president. Oh, really? Yes, 2024. Yeah. We might have to talk to her and see what she about a little bit. Uh, we ain't, well, we ain't no, no, well, no, the hell I'm not. That's for damn sure. See, that's where the conflict comes because, hey, I applaud her for what she's doing, but she voted 95% for what Trump had, you know, for Trump uh, bills and, and all that stuff. Almost in a bad word. It's not a mistake. That's who she is. I mean, that's her track record. And that's okay. I mean, I, you know, I yearn. I yearn, Vanessa. I yearn for the days where we can have disagreements based on policy. That's okay. That's what this country is built on. She's still a Republican, so I encourage There you go. She is still so a Republican. Mitt Romney. All of them. They're all Republicans. So yeah, they may have, they may, you know, they may represent what they represent. And that's okay. But at the end of the day, guess what? I'm not doing it. I, I'm not. I'm not going to vote for her. But then it goes back to what something I wanted to talk about last week that people are saying that the, you know, the Democrats are wrong because in Wyoming, Democrats can actually vote, you know, for Republicans. 
and there are some, like, for example, the, who's the black guy that won the primary? And a lot of Democrats are pissed off because the actual DNC went in and funded, you know, commercials to try to push people to vote for this lunatic because then they're thinking that that's going to make – it's almost like they're, they're – you know, here's where Democrats are, are messing up too because it's like they're, they're pushing the Trump folks thinking that in a general election – you know, oh, man, we can beat them. Well, that didn't happen in 2016. Be careful what you wish for. So now you're hypocrites because you shouldn't be pushing this guy. You shouldn't be saying that we want this lunatic to win so then that way we can, you know, we can eat, have an easy waltz into office. But, Vanessa, some people are saying, but wait a minute, Democrats need to start fighting fire with fire. You know, that whole thing that Michelle Obama said about when they go low, you know, we go high. A lot of people are like, oh, no, we go lower. We get in the pit with them. We fight with them. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about people that. People are applauding Beto O'Rourke because during a town hall, he was talking about AR, you know, people having access to these AR-15s. Somebody in the crowd laughed, and, and, uh, and he turned around and says, look, he said, I don't know what's so funny, you mother ducker, but when kids get killed with uh, AR-15s, it's not funny to me. And everybody was like, woo! That's what I'm talking about. Really? I missed that. You need to go watch the clip. He turned wow. around and somebody says, "Look, I don't know why." He said, "I don't, I don't know what you think is funny, Mother Ducker, but when kids get killed with AR-15s, uh, I don't think it's funny." And people stood up like, "Yeah, it's about time you get in there and start fighting like these Republicans." Mister Elias says it all the time. You know what, man? Get in there and fight with them. Don't let them continue to, to control the narrative. But Liz Cheney's going down. And so now, because Liz Cheney's on this January 6th committee, people are saying, well, wait a minute. You know, she runs for president. I'm conflicted. No, I'm not conflicted. She can run for president all she wants to. She gets no vote for me and no support. I applaud her for being a patriot. But, hey, listen, policy-wise, we are on two different planets. And you can't get, you can't get none from me. I'm done. So that's the dilemma that we're dealing with. She's running for president. People think she's going to run for president. I don't know enough about her. I have to. I don't know enough about her, but still. She, uh, let me help you out. She voted 95% Trump with Trump. In the past, and I think that more people show you who they are. Did you hear what I said? 95. 95% she voted with Trump. Did you hear what I said, though? I heard all that. 95% she voted with Trump. No, you didn't. I said well, okay, people you show say? you say it again. who they are. I said, when people show you who they are the first time, you have to believe them. And I believe that right, she is totally that. Republican. Oh, she uh-huh. is. She is. She's totally Republican, so I'm not voting for her. But well, well, you shouldn't. Well, I'm also not going to just go in there and vote straight, Dem- I mean, go in there and vote Democrat just because I'm a Democrat. Okay. I mean, that's the same thing you just said about the Republicans voting Republicans regardless of how ignorant Donald Trump is. That's the same thing you just said. I'm just repeating what you said in another form. Even though I am going to vote a Democrat, still you can't say that. So let me ask you something, and, and, and give me a straight-up answer. Is there is there any way on God's green earth, and, really, and please explain it to, to us so we can understand, is there anything 
or anywhere on God's green earth you would consider voting for Liz Cheney uh, for president? No. no. Okay, that's not explaining. When people you just said show no. you who they are, the first time you have to believe it. And the first time she was all up in Trump's butt. So that's why I said I'm just I'm just playing devil advocate with you. Say okay. showing you that you say one thing one way, but it also falls another way. That is all I'm I'm saying, Jay. But no, honey, I'm not voting for her. These Republicans okay. are crazy and they're all following Trump. And you, you have to be careful which Democrats you vote for. Because you have Democrats that run as a Democrat that have Republican values. I mean, like, there are some things that I, and I can't say what they are now because I know you, you'll come right back and ask me a question. Well, Vanessa, anyway, I don't mm. think that there are Democrats that run as, as Democrats, but then they have Republican ways. And so you have mm-hmm. to watch some of the, Republicans, the Democrats that you vote for. But some of them are front. They are. Mm. Some okay. of them are front. So you have to be careful with that. Dinos. Too. Democrats in name only. Okay. Let's bring in the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree is in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? Good morning, Outstanding. Not, not sure how long hey, you've been morning, here uh, because uh-huh. there's a lot of callers, and I can't see the bottom of the thing. But anyway, okay. uh, so Liz Cheney, she's going to lose Tuesday. And, you know, and, and Vanessa and I were having a conversation about, okay, yeah, she's standing up for our country. And I told her, I wish, you know, let's go back to the old days where we disagree. We had arguments based on policy, not on an individual. What, what, what would be comments, man, pertaining to Liz losing? Because she will lose on Tuesday. There's no doubt about it. No, there is a doubt about it. You think she's going to lose? Oh, yes, yeah, she's going to lose. Okay. I don't actually. <laughs> Man, it's a wrap. Jerome doesn't <laughs> seem to think so. Well, but listen, yeah, I, I, listen, I'm with Jerome because Jerome, you know, Jerome knows his stuff. Jerome made some predictions on this show, and he was right. I think she's going to lose. So I think that you're right. Oh, yeah, I, I think she's going to lose. Oh, she's going to get it between the eyes. What I'm what I'm looking at is that I know that when you run primaries, it's mostly the most rabid of the rabbit that votes, right? And or, or that that shows up to vote. But what happens is that you know, and like you said, they already have a mixed thing where Democrats can vote for Republicans. So they're probably spending a ton of money on the Republican side to get her out of there. But just like the abortion fight, when you poll that more people are polling against um, them taking away Roe versus Wade, but but there's a small portion that is wagging the dog. The tail is wagging the dog in the Republican Party. And so when you poll, they usually poll people who they normally poll, right? And I think their polling is going to be off with her, even though as conservative as that state is, I'm thinking that they probably will not get rid of her. Because not just because of what just happened with um, Trump having all of those documents in his house, it is the suspicion that he's um, he might be selling secrets. Is the It's all that stuff. That stuff is playing different, and it's not playing out on TV. It's playing in, in Republican rabbit Republican households. Now there are a lot of things, but I think that when you start 
like really waving that out. That you can say it's a witch hunt all you want to, but when they found top secret documents in this house, speculating they could be anything from um, ship movements, like you know military movement stuff, or where we have submarines. That you could it could be anything. I, I think this is going to play in her race. Mm. So I can't okay. look back and say from before, hey, everybody is, is hell-bent on getting her out of there because she went against Trump. I'm saying Trump's brand is gone amongst general Republicans. The huh? rabbit Republicans okay. always had, they always have a big megaphone. Remember during Obama, it was the Tea Party. But they weren't getting that much coverage. It's just that now the Tea Party's getting the coverage, but that doesn't mean most Republicans are like them fools. So I don't think okay. that's going to lose. Okay, I think, right. Yeah, I think that it's going to – and then everybody's going to be like, oh, my gosh, this is a sign. Like, it, it was just like the – what was the election last week? You know, when they, when they um, struck down the thing with um, um, abortion. Everybody's shocked, and I don't, I don't understand why. I'm you like, mean in it, Kansas? It, yeah, in Kansas. I, I don't understand why people are shocked. Most people are not that doggone crazy. They're just not. So when you think put things out to regular voters, people vote against stuff. They vote against negative stuff, right? And so when they don't like you, you, you drop a lot of energy against them. Like someone said to me yesterday or day before yesterday about Biden. You know, I don't really – Biden, Biden's not doing anything. And, and I'm saying, do you know that Biden has more legislation in 18 months than most yeah. presidents in the last 50 years? Yeah. More than Obama, more than Clinton. Yeah. The stuff that he just – that they just passed is bit close to New Deal-level stuff. And, no, and I said the marketing's not there for him. But to not say that but he's not, not doing a good job like is what you not. what said, though, Jerome, they don't talk about it so that the people know what they're doing, and they should. Well, he look what that. happened this week, no, though. No, the, the point look is, what happened this week. People respond to negative. Trump, Trump, Trump. But that's, he's... Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though. People respond to negative. So, you know... You're, you're talking but you about... have to cover that, Jerome. I mean, you, you have to cover the fact that this guy, there's a possibility he has nuclear freaking secrets in his place. You have to cover no, no, this. No, no. But this is why I'm saying this is going to help Liz Cheney. That's why I brought it in, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Because you have to cover that. And so politics pendulum swings all the time. So you can't go yeah. by the last paradigm of everybody hates Liz Cheney because she voted to impeach Trump. Those guys who are on the fence with that stuff, are seeing this dude have, you know, top-secret documents in there. And if there's any nuclear documents in there, no matter what Fox yeah. News say, and again, Fox News is not news, you cannot, under no circumstances, declassify nuclear stuff as president. It is them oh, yeah. in the Department of Energy that does that. And if the Department yeah. of Energy did it, which was, Rick, I think, Rick Perry... If that stuff came up under him, he going to jail too, yeah, right? Well, so you can't we're gonna that. find out. No, I'm yeah, just saying that. We're find out. There, yeah, so I'm saying that 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 is going. What's going on now is not the news version of, oh my gosh, they raided Donald Trump. What's going on in white folks' world and Republican world 
is we're back in the wrong freaking horse. There's a lot of things they can take, but treason is not one of them. And one of those, one of those when they released the um, the um, statement, I can't think of who it was, the FBI or whomever released it. Oh, the court documents. One of the charges yeah. that he can be charged with is treason. Yeah. That was one of the articles yeah. that they used to justify getting a search warrant. There's a treason yeah, espionage. Yeah, espionage. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. well, it's around treason too. It's espionage and treason. Yeah, yeah, you're going yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. To yeah. sell secrets. And and knowing yeah. that he kept them, even though they asked him, did he have it in return? You can't negotiate with toxic. You can't steal something and then negotiate giving it back. Yep, that's true. So it's knowing or unknowing mm-hmm. that you can go. So I think that Liz Cheney chances has like jumped in the last like week of winning. No. Because that's going to motivate well, I... the, the people who hate her, even on a on the Democratic side, to say I'm voting for Cheney. Don't, well, don't believe that I hope... uh, a country bumpkins like that. They're really not. Well, I. Well, I hope, my friend, you are correct. All right, we're going to step out. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The Serious Side. Thank you. 
Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, coworkers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress, and so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. Together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Online radio at its best. Former President Trump's legal team in Georgia has a new member as a state jury investigates for his alleged attempts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. Experts say the addition of Dwight Thomas has serious implications on the investigation. A former colleague of Thomas says if you hire him, quote, you want to make sure that you have somebody that is skilled enough to not only examine the issues, but you want somebody who ultimately can go in and fight and win. Welcome back in, 347 uh, I almost gave you my phone number, 347. <laughs> I did that one time. I gave my personal number out on the air. Slow down, homeboy. 347 <laughs> I, I did that one time, man. I gave my personal number out, and I didn't realize I had done it. So I started getting phone calls. All right, so the number is 347-850-1272. You can reach me here. All right, as we continue to examine the legal troubles for Donald Trump, Jerome, I didn't ask you this question, but Vanessa reminded me that I ask you guys this question every two weeks. I'll ask it again. Do you think Donald Trump's going to jail? What did I say two weeks ago? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. You got to tell me because there's going to be a mashup of all of this uh, at the end of the day. You know what's funny with me and my memory is anytime I hear a question, it's always like I heard it for the first time. So I'm like, okay, (laughs) where's this one? All right, do I think he's going to jail? Yes. Yeah, I think he's going to get, like, he's going to get some minimal 90 days, Six months, like he's gonna do. He's gonna. They're gonna put him yes. in a really, really nice country club, though. But I think he's gonna. I think yes. he's gonna be restrained for a minute. There you go. Okay, y'all be about. reminded that Vanessa said he gonna spend one day, and then when they bail him out, he ain't gonna see another day. Y'all, y'all remember <laughs> that? That I said well, he's not right. gonna. It's just, he is not well, gonna jail time. They gonna lock this him up gonna for two days. days. Bail him out, and it's going to be over. Yeah, you're saying you're going to take him in the custody. He has 90 days, 20 days, none of that. Yeah, I think he's going to get convicted. Now, how much time he spends in jail is a logistics problem for Okay, the the, question um, was, do you think he's going to go to jail? And you just said, yeah, but about 90 days. I agree. I think he's going to jail, too. Okay, I, I think you remember that, people. Well, yeah, yeah you're gonna remember it because we're gonna play it back when it's. I have, I have them all. I'm gonna play them all back. 
back to back to back to back to back when it's over with. Yep. But, Jerome, but let me ask you, man, do you think that really it's like, look, you know, putting an American president in jail is something that we've never seen before in the history of this nation, right? Do you think the overall goal here is to, like, we just don't want this dude ever running for office again? Do you think that's the end game? That's the reason mm-hmm. why all this is going on? No. Uh, no, he can't be. Okay. No, because you have never had an American president who conspires with, with another I knew, country. To, I knew he was going to say that. To win an I knew election. Coming. Yeah. And then take secrets and supposedly um, probably have Chinese information for Chinese folks and then invite them to Mar-a-Lago and have unknown conversations and show them a secret ops um, event that's going on at Mar-a-Lago with um, a Chinese representative. Who does that? Yeah. So, for docs or not, these times cause for, you know, desperate times, desperate measures. You've never had a president that done that, so you can't compare him to anybody else. There were some corrupt, evil, racist-ass presidents that we've had in this country, but you never had one so bold to just run over the rule of law like he has. I mean, they broke so many laws, it is not even funny. Mueller, you know, he should have went to jail for the Russian stuff. But all of those guys at the FBI, most of them, the FBI is conservative. It's mostly Republicans in there. And they were starting to turn him in. So even when you look at all these departments, there's no hope for anybody else when the conservative people can't even convince them because they have no moral high ground to stand on. That's why I'm always so so much against, even on this show, having some moral high ground to say if this they should pay for whatever. I don't, I don't believe that no more. And I don't think I've ever believed. You don't believe that. what? Believe what? I don't. I don't believe that everything is a one for one, right? Oh, when Paris okay. Hilton gets caught with cocaine in Vegas, her ass didn't see, like, to Vanessa's point, she ain't never seen no jail cell. They ain't never going to put Paris Hilton in jail. I don't care where it is. She went to jail? Vegas, she went to jail for, like, uh, two days or something like that. Yeah, she went to jail no, back in uh, early 2000. Yes, she got her, she got detained, but she probably oh, stayed in a Hilton. <laughs> right? Like, she probably did get in one of those cells. No, no, right. I think she went so, to jail, jail, because I remember, I remember her walking out uh, in the helicopter. You're right. I think she yeah. was probably in some yeah. room. She probably stayed <laughs> in the conference room or in somebody's office. In the conference right. room. <laughs> right. They, they didn't do that. Well, Epstein's room had a TV and a fax machine. No, no. There's some, there's some federal prisons. Didn't you? I, I don't know if you saw this last week, but the guys who killed. Um, oh. Aubrey it's a country was complaining club. that um, they thought they were going to get killed in prison, the three guys, right? So they, they're trying to convince the state to let them go to federal prison because they're nicer federal prisons, and they turned them down. They told them, no, you're going to state prison. If Trump goes, he's going to a federal prison, and we have some really nice federal prisons, right? You can have, um, uh, I forgot his name, Michael Milken, I think. It was like an apartment. There, there was just a line that you couldn't cross, but they sometimes walked across the street to went to McDonald's. Like, they, like there's some nice federal prisons. So they're still going to protect him. I don't know how the Secret Service is going to work that out, but they have a Bureau of Prisons, and it's at their discretion. And if they send him to right. a prison, 
where there's uh, really strong Republican ties, it is the discretion okay. of the person that's holding you captive, once you're convicted, to keep you in jail. And they can easily say, he's done his time, or we can't, or we can't secure him here. And they can let him out. So uh, they can't let him out after one day. Yeah. So because it's up to the Bureau of Prisons at some point once you get convicted. But so he's going to be a logistic nightmare because I can't imagine what is he going to jump in bed with the neo-Nazi clan dudes in prison? Nope, he don't like them. Hmm. What That's he, true. You know, he definitely is not going to be in general population. So well, let, me ask, let me ask you this. Well, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question because we we're, we're a little over, but I want to try to get this in. Let me ask this question. Okay, so now before this whole thing with the uh, documents, people were saying that the Georgia uh, situation posed more of a threat towards Donald Trump. That that was some real straight up charges that he was actually facing, and that they are actually coming after him. Do you still feel that way? Because I know a lot of pundits were saying, yeah, Georgia. They're doing a better job than the DOJ because they yeah. are really putting it together, and they don't have to go through all the red tape like they have to do at a federal level. This, these are state charges. So now, even after everything that's happened this past week, Jerome, and then I'll ask you, Vanessa, before we get out of here, do you think that that's still the case? Do you still think Georgia is where he's going to probably run into the most issues, or do you think now because of the document situation – you know, the federal government now is back on the trail. What do you think? Yeah, I think that uh, I think that Georgia is going to expose more um, of hmm. Donald Trump, but the, it's easier to convict in federal um, federal court because they have like really oh, vague laws. So it's almost oh, okay. up to a jury's discretion when they want to convict you federally. That's why when states can't convict you, they bring in federal prosecutors because federal laws ah. are like. You know, they usually kind of sound like if you feel like the person did it, they probably did it. Like they have those kind of things inside of there. Oh, if okay. It looks like, you know how that that saying that if you if you plead the fifth under um, in civil court, you're assumed to be it's it's assumed to be negative. So if you say, "Hey, did you steal that?" and you plead the fifth, you are supposed to imply these are jury instructions imply that that is the the, um, the affirming whatever it is. So if you say, I plead the fifth, did you pull that gun on them? They are instructed to say he must have pulled the gun because he plead the fifth. So those rules on the jury instructions are very different in federal, in, in those kind of situations. You know, so Fred is going to be hmm. easier to convict yeah. Donald Trump. Um, state, on the other hand, is harder to, sometimes harder to prove but they are relentless at the state level. So he he's going to go to jail if he don't have his ducks in a row because the state laws are very different. And Georgia is horrible. So imagine as, as a Republican state that he has to go through <laughs> their state law, right? Wow. But Trump also put in a law when he was in office um, yeah. for um, – what is it called? He sure put is. in like more jail time for people who steal um, yep. federal documents and federal records. He signed mm-hmm. that in the law, and it's it's sure interesting did. that maybe under the executive order that he signed. Sure did. What about you, Vanessa? What about you, Vanessa? You think that uh, the Georgia? Do you think Georgia now is uh, still the the leader in the clubhouse, or do you think now with everything that's happened with these uh, 
know, weapons, not weapons, but uh, documents that the federal government is now his uh, biggest challenge. I think that Georgia's always going to be a state um, for the Republicans to kind of reckon with because, I mean, they've got Stacey, and even though that Stacey and the other lady might be in the White House, she still has a following. And I just think that Georgia's going to always be a force for them to have to reckon with. Really? So you think that the Georgia situation, so you think that probably he's more than likely. So basically, who's going to get Donald Trump in handcuffs first, Georgia or the <laughs> DOJ? Georgia. I would go with Georgia. Yeah, I'm going with Georgia, too. But what about you, Vanessa? Are you going Georgia or are you going with the DOJ? Uh, DOJ, but I think the Georgia's going to be a force. I think so as well. I think you're absolutely correct with that. Okay. All right, folks, we're stepping out. Mariana Music, we have to pay her. It's coming up next one. I think you're going to like this one. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side. Online radio at its best.
1278 to you listening to the serious side of J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Of course, it's time to say good morning to the crew. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Oh, good morning. It is family day and French day at church, and I'm excited because my daughter is going to church with us this morning instead of her own Aww. church. So good morning, everybody. Y'all have a blessed week. Good morning, everybody. Good morning to you as well. Mr. Jerome is in the house. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Of course, uh, Mr. Elias is on vacay, but he is tuning in, and he said Donald Trump is not going to jail. I want to say what's up to my boy, uh, Kavina Man. What's happening, Kavina? In the chat room, Easy's in the house as well. Good morning. Good morning to Steve. Good morning to Momo BZ and the Easy. The pastor's tuning in. Uh, just good morning to everybody. Now, you know the rule. Mr. Elias is not here. Unfortunately, I cannot go out and pull things and so there will be no Pastor Steve state your case. However, because the Pastor and Convener man, they are they are our guys. I would definitely read some of their comments during my final thoughts of the show. Coming up at the top of the hour on a need to know basis, me hanging with Mr. Jerome Spree. Man, Jerome, man, you want to give us a, a, a taste of maybe what you'll talk about or anything you want to, any story you want to give us know, as a tease. I was going to say, uh, we will not be talking about Olivia Newton-John, even though I really like her. I just want to say that. I liked her, too. Yeah, I like her, too. But we'll have some stuff. Oh, wait a minute. Somebody raised their hand. Is this who I think it is? Let's see if this man is checking in. Is this Mr. L to the E to the S? Good morning. Is this you, sir? Uh-oh. Maybe that's not Mr. L to the E to the S. Let's uh, shut this mic down. Okay. They had their hand up, but okay. Good morning to whoever you are. All right, the number is 347 You're listening to the serious side. Let's keep it moving. Uh, here's the next story that we're going to talk about. Online radio at its best. Chris Cuomo, I know, okay, but I, I know this may be a novel point, a, a novel idea for somebody who's, you know, a supporter of Trump, but there are people who are capable of being related and not having ethical issues. Many things that I don't stand by that Trump did. Trump has done things that are racist. I'm a black woman first, so always understand that. We will understand that, Miss Black Woman, but uh, why are you even supporting Trump? That's the question here. We talk about country before party. How about race before party as well? You know, it's amazing to me that we have folks who are black Republicans and that they support Trump. You see Trump on TV and you see these people with these shirts on. Now, this is, listen to how stupid this is. You're sitting there with a shirt on that says, Blacks for Trump. That would be should make you really do a self-evaluation of who you are the person. But you do this, and that's no different than them putting you on the slave block and having you turn around and let people fill your hind parts to see if you can lift, you know, cotton and, and do all those types of things. You are berating yourself, black folks, by sitting around blacks for Trump. Why can't you just be an American for Trump? You're being used. But that's okay. So we'll talk about that. So now, now Vanessa, I know Vanessa had to go. Jerome, let me ask you a question. Do you have any black friends who are Republicans? And if you do, how do you even deal with them? Or do you deal with them at all? 
and Jerome is speechless. All right. Uh, so anyway, uh, he is here. This is my mic. But anywho, uh, I don't understand how we have folks who are supposedly uh, uh, African-Americans. And listen, people can talk about me all you want to. I could care less because I'm not playing a race card. But what I'm saying is if you have a party that has people in that party who are straight up racist, then how can you socialize? How can you hang with these people? I don't understand it. And someone's going to have to explain it to me because I'm confused. Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to socialize with people who are deliberately trying to bring harm to me or my family. I'm just not going to do it. And, you know, we talk about Trump all the time. You know, last segment we talked about how Biden, and this is true, Biden now, in the very short time he's been in office, has accomplished more. And historians are saying this, more than any president has accomplished in the last 50 years. But how much time did we spend talking about that? It's like we as Americans, we like to train wreck. Now, I'm going to disagree with that statement just a little bit, because I really and truly think that when things are newsworthy, we need to talk about them. And any time you have someone who has confidential information, documents that can bring this nation to its knees. You know, the reason why if you get convicted of espionage or treason, do you know why the penalty is death? What you've done, this information now cripples this nation. This information now, there could be lists out there that talks about, you know, uh, informants that we have embedded with terrorists. They are in danger now because of the fact that you have these documents that people can willy-nilly just get access to. Think about the fact that he was, Donald Trump was discussing with uh, the, the, the Japanese prime minister. They were talking about airstrikes, airstrikes while they were sitting in a dining room in Mar-a-Lago. People just, just out in the open. People have said they have found confidential documents torn up in toilets. I mean, what is it going to take for you folks to realize that this is nonsense? So now I know people, oh, Jay, you're contradicting yourself. Because you before you said people should vote their conscience. People should vote their pocketbook. People should do those things. You said that this country should have two political parties. But now you're coming back saying, you know, black people shouldn't support the Republican Party. What I'm saying is that there is a moment in history where you have to stand up for what's right. There's a moment in there comes a time where you have to pick country over party, race over party. I am not going to congregate with people who are trying to do harm to my folks. I'm just not going to do it, whether I support what they do or not. And this is what you have to understand. 
I could care less about what you think. I could care less about anything else. You have to understand that I am going to support those who support me. And right now, it's the Democratic Party. Because the Republican Party's not do we talk about abortion on the show all the time. You know, what happened in Avalde, in Avalde, Texas, Avalde, Texas, how Governor Abbott sat on a stage and talked about how this person, we have to invest in mental health, we have to do all these different things. Well, what he didn't tell you is that he's cut the mental health budget here in Texas. Right? This is the game that people are playing with your lives. They say one thing, but they do something else behind your back. Benghazi, Benghazi, Benghazi. Remember that? Benghazi was, man, it was Benghazi. Remember that whole thing with Benghazi? Keep in mind, the Republicans were talking about how Hillary Clinton failed as Secretary of State to keep the ambassador safe. And unfortunately, the ambassador lost their lives, lost his life, and some more Americans. That we should make sure that they're safe at all times. But what they didn't tell the American people was that they voted to cut the security budget to keep our people safe abroad. Right? So so all these different things that we talk about when it comes to the Republican Party, all these different things we talk about when it comes to Trump, all these different things we talk about when people are being what's the word I'm looking for? Liars maybe? People who are saying one thing but doing something else behind your back? There's a reason for this, folks. And every week all we try to do is just point it out. You can accuse us of being whatever. We just try to point it out to people what's going on in this country, why we are dealing with what we're dealing with. That's what we do. Whether you agree or disagree, that's okay. I tell people all the time, if you don't like what we're talking about, go to a place where they're speaking your language. I could care less. I don't do this to get people's approval as far as believing in what I believe in, you can believe in what you want. It's America, Jack. Do do your thing. But don't come after us or don't come after me because at the end of the day, I'm just going to speak truth to power. I'm going to tell you like it is, whether you believe it or not. I could care less. But if you are African-American and you support the Republican Party, you need to look in the mirror. And ask yourself, really? Be right back after this. A Chinese survey vessel is expected to dock this week in Sri Lanka. The island nation has a strategic location in the Indian Ocean, one that the West fears China may try to exploit. NPR's Laura Freyer reports from Mumbai. First, China loaned Sri Lanka money to build a big port on its southern coast. China also supplied the workers. The project was billed as being good for Sri Lankan commerce, but it didn't turn out that way. The government defaulted on those loans and China took over the port. It's an example of what the U.S. has derided as predatory lending. 
China's critics say such infrastructure could be used by the Chinese military. Now those fears are exacerbated by news that a Chinese ship that surveys satellites, rockets and missiles is now heading to that same Sri Lankan port. The ship was delayed amid reports of objections from neighboring India. But India denies that, and Sri Lanka's foreign ministry now says the Chinese vessel is cleared to dock on Tuesday. Lauren Freyer, NPR News, Mumbai. Senator Kirsten Sinema of Arizona has received almost $1 million in donations over the last year from private equity professionals, hedge fund managers, and venture capitalists, according to an Associated Press review of campaign finance disclosures. Sinema forced changes to the Democrats' major climate and health care spending bill that scuttled her party's goal of raising taxes on that group of investors. She says the contributions did not influence her thinking, but many in her party see her continuing support for favorable tax treatment as indefensible. It's NPR News. Life Kit is like your friend with really good advice. So, can I really be truthful? Like, yeah. It's just me and you, right? Well, sure. Let's say it is. <laughs> Three times a week, Life Kit is in your feeds with episodes on health, personal finance, personal growth, and so much more. Listen to Life Kit from NPR. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You're listening to the serious side of the J Ross Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best uh, me and Mister Spree is in the house. Roll, man. Before we get to our final thoughts, man, I wanted to uh, get some uh, comments uh, from you about the last segment that we talked about being a black person and a Republican. A question I asked you uh, before was. Do you have any friends who are black friends who are Republicans? And if they are, if you do, then how do you even deal with them? What's your approach? Give us some advice on how to deal with folks like that. Okay, so, yes, I have some friends, black friends who are Republicans, and I know other black people who are Republicans. And, again, you have to remember that everybody has their own reason for for taking a political party and sometimes it's just as simple as um, I I want balance like I just want to be on the other side to see what's going on Vanessa says that a lot right where, where she would say wow. I can't say she still says this but she used to say she watches Fox News because she want to know what's going on over there right some people right. actually have that in them but you know my theory on that is you are what you eat and you have to watch yeah. everything you ingest, so you can't play around with stuff because it's still forming your your opinion. If you pay, right. if you are trying to empathize with those people who are trying to oppress you, right? There's people when right. you know when they're being held captive, they will still fall in love with their captors. It's not because they wanted to; it's because they empathize with them, right? So you got to be careful of that. So yeah, there. are there are some people who are who are in the Republican Party. I think that they're misinformed and crazy, and but I, and I keep a, a slight buffer between those folks because you really don't know why they're empathizing with them. You know, because the, the Democratic Party is difficult too. You know, since it's yeah. such a big tent party, that you have crazy folks on the Democratic side. So I can see why yeah. you know folks would say, "Oh, I'm gonna go over there." Even though we know they're racist and crazy, I'm only going to look at it from a local level. Or I'm going to, you know, they use all kinds of excuses. But like I always say, on the local level, 
you need to remember what these state houses are doing. They're still abiding by, they fought in line with, with the racists. So you can't be a Republican and not fall in line with the racists, because that's why, you know, the Cheney woman is having a problem. And she's conservative as heck. She has no, there is no way that I would support her right. at all. Yep. But yep. you would definitely support her against, you know, having a democracy fail. There you go. Yep. Wow. We said the same thing. I mean, I said the exact same thing. It's at the end of the day, you know, they're talking about the possibility of her running in 2024. I'm like, well, there you go. <laughs> Guess what? She will never get my vote. Never right. get my vote. I mean, never. I don't care if she sits on the January 6th committee. And it kind of goes back to, listen, I think that this country should have a two-party. Uh, you know, I don't have a problem with that. But at the end of the day, let's argue based on policies and procedures versus, you know, what's you know, what's what humans, you know, get faith in morals and things of that nature. We're arguing with a man that could give two, you know, doo-doos about whatever. This guy is a pariah. This guy is a cancer to this nation. And the only way, and I hate to say this publicly, but it's the truth. The only way we can get rid of this guy is when he starts, when he takes a dirt nap and he's gone. And even after that, you know, a lot of residue will... Uh, maybe I shouldn't say that, but but you know, just, uh-huh. just trying to be real about it, man. You know, I just I just, just trying to be real about it. Huh? He's, yeah, he's, you uh, can't support you can't we can't support that stuff. It's not smart for yeah. one, and yeah. the fact that we um we are always asked to go against our own nature is another. You know, That's and we have to stop doing that. We have to stop pacifying people. Yeah, and it's like, Jerome, when we talk about people that, you know, I talked about how folks that wore these blacks with Trump shirts, <laughs> that's no different than you standing on a, on the auction block uh, as a slave. When they, you know, people can, you know, touch your hind parts and your legs to see if you can lift cotton and all this. And you're no different. It's the same thing. You're being put on display. You're being, yeah. it's, it's, it's so derogatory. It's so demeaning. You're too stupid to realize that's exactly what you're that, that they're doing. Why can't yeah. it just be you know, hey, American for Trump, Black for Trump? You're ignorant, stupid, oh, and ridiculous. Used. That's why it says exactly. Black used against yeah. other blacks to neutralize the fact that black people don't like Trump. Jesus Christ! Like, like you know, and and I know this is going to seem like a, a sidebar issue, but it just it's just like seeing. So many interracial couples with black women with white men. The polling oh, yeah. says that black women are less likely than any other group to date outside their race. That's and true. So then you watch this really big marketing push of saying, "Hey, black yeah. women are doing it, right?" Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same thing. It's like black having a black for Trump thing is oxymoron because he doesn't like black yeah. people, right? And, and right. we know that because he shows that he doesn't like black people in case he's... Oh, every day. Every day. <laughs> all you, you know, all they can do is shine. What did, uh, who said, what famous uh, person said all black people can do is shine his shoes for him? Uh, that, that would be I care. Elvis Presley. Elvis? Uh, Elvis? Yeah, that's what I yes. thought. Elvis Elvis him or John Wayne, it was one of those two. Yeah. Yeah, well, John Wayne didn't like black people either. But, yeah. um... Yeah. But it was—I think it was Elvis that said he wouldn't let a black person shine his shoes. 
Yeah, but ridiculous. Guy who got all his music from black people. Yeah, you well, know. just like uh, think think about McGovern. Remember they said McGovern. Remember the thing they did on McGovern? How that guy, how he was against segregation and how he was with segregation, and he wanted all this other stuff. And then, in at the end of his life, the person that he left a lot of his stuff to and that he adored the most is this black lady who took care of him in his final days. Ain't that a bitch? Ching ching ching. Right. Uh, it's just, just right. You know. And that tells you something about black people more than it does about white folks. There right? you because go. What happens is that when you are asked out and you are doing bad, you're going to need people who come towards you with compassion. And you know who does that? Black people's humanity has always been intact. And so ding, we don't ding, do ding, we, ding, we won't. Ding. Yes, we, that is in, innate in us. And so yep. you can play on anything. And I don't, that's why I don't understand why white folks have this inherent fear of black people. You know, I've either. heard, I had a conversation with someone who lives in Florida. And she's a good friend of mine. I haven't seen her in a long time. But she's up in upstate New York, like rural New York, where she yeah. did not grow up around black people. And she moved to Florida. And she said, I cannot understand these folks in Florida. Like, their attitude towards black people and any other minority is crazy. And upstate New York don't yeah. even have any black people. You can you can see yeah. why people who don't have any black people around them don't like black folks, because all the marketing yeah. that they see on TV and in the movies gives you a certain yeah. impression. That's why we export yeah. racism to other countries, because we promote these racist stereotypes. But it is something to be said about black people who don't like black people. They normally grow up around white folks because they see the same, yeah. they think they're white, so they see the same marketing and stereotypical stuff about yeah, black yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, I heard you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You almost did it. Hold on, man. Let's do this real quick. <laughs> Online radio at its best. <laughs> yeah, you almost said it. You almost said the S word. It almost slipped. I got you, man. Don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> okay. Jerome, right, man. The mic yours, man. Final thoughts, brother, before we get into the next phase. Hey, all I want to say is don't take none of this stuff serious. The world is better than you think it is. It is just a few people that are traveling the path that cannot see the forest for the trees. And we have to be. There have to be some honest brokers in here, and don't really worry about them like like that. And in the words of LES, get your butt out and vote. All right, everybody have a good week, and we will see you next week. Yeah. Oh, did I lose Jay? I know Jay expected me to go a little bit longer than that, but just gonna put that no, no, out. No, I'm here. I'm here. No, no, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Okay, I thought I lost uh, you. Uh, yeah, well, I, you did. Uh, I'm back. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, you know, like I said before, usually uh, when Mr. Elias is not here, we don't do final thoughts. We don't do final thoughts, and we don't do the Pastor Steve. But because Pastor Steve is one of our main guys, and because Kavina is one of our main guys, but I'll find a way to read their comments. Let me read something that Pastor Steve said. He says, "Look, it's always good. Peace and blessings, family. It's always good to hear from my brother Steve." Some of the things he said had me shaking my head more times than not. But some of the things he said this morning were true. We have to stay prayed up and we'll continue to pray for this nation. All right, Kavita Man, he says, uh, I warned, just like I warned people on the show before January 6, 2021, I make the same prediction, able to make the same prediction 
that the mega terrorists are going to attack the FBI soon. Uh oh, there it is. Give me some lottery nuts there, Kamina man. Let me say one thing about uh, I mentioned at the top of the show that I found out that a longtime listener of this show, not really of this show, but of the J. Ryle show, he passed away. A brother by the name of Self Guided used to always tune in and hang out with us in the beginning uh, for the first few years of the TGRS radio network. Found out that this brother passed away. So, man, God bless you, man. Take care of you. Pray for your family. Oh, man, it's just, you know, I found this out this week, and uh, it really kind of shook me to my core. So, anyway, God bless to self-guided family. His name is uh, Antoine Gross. That's his real name. And we pray that his family uh, find peace. And remember, God is able, and he does answer prayer. And on that note, Mr. Jerome is free if it's Sunday. Uh-oh. I don't know what. Oh, that's the J. Rod show in the look. See the J. Rod show. Uh-oh. The J. Rod show is. Oh my mind! I like that. We should let that run, huh? Let's do that one. Yeah, let's, let's do that one. How about that? And, hey, look in 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 uh, in honor of my main man. So let's do it. All right. So Jerome, if it's Sunday, if we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? Time for the serious side of the J. Rod show. Ah, there it is. That's for my man, self-guided, man. Rest in peace, brother. And uh, we pray for your family. Coming up next on a need-to-know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge Folks, it is time for On the Needs to Know Basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit. Man, Jerome, man, what is going on today, my brother from another mother? Man, you know what? There's there's a bunch of stuff. We'll go to the weather-related stuff first. You know, the okay. Arctic is warming nearly four times yeah. faster than the rest of the world, um, according to a new study. They said that it's, it's at a rate of 1.35 um, degrees Fahrenheit. Per decade between 1979 and in 2021, for nearly four times as fast than the Earth's average, is um, according to the Finnish that's Finnish people uh, <laughs> meteorological institute in Helsinki. I had to mess up all of that because I messed up the first part of that. But anyway. <laughs> Earth is warming up, and um, yeah, I get, get your stuff right, is what I was going to say. Now, yeah. Miss Universe changed its rules mm-hmm. to allow mothers and married women to complete in the pageant for the first time in 70 years. Oh, now, that's right, because remember, they, they it used to be called, yeah, and I remember something saying Mrs. Ah, okay, that's good. That's good news. I'm glad they're doing that. Yeah, so, wait, wait but didn't it, because that's why we had... Miss USA and Miss America, they were different, right? right? But I thought I thought so they Ms. did a pageant called Mrs. Something because of that fact. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. Okay. Yeah, All but right. yeah, so that was the that was the third one, so they could compete compete against each other. But oh, okay. And, yeah. Okay, so that's what you get for having a bunch of guys on the show. All right, so I think Miss <laughs> America, you couldn't have any kids and couldn't be married. But Miss USA, you could. Oh, really? See, I didn't know that. 
Because, yeah, remember they had the two different packets. One was, they all, I never never know. understood the difference between the two. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was the difference. They kept they kept the unwed mothers. I'm just joking. They kept one side of uh, America. Uh, uh, against well, the other. I um, thought Miss America was just for America. Miss USA was like for the world pageant. No? No, well, so Miss the Miss America one went on to Miss USA. Oh, and did then it? there was a Miss World one. I mean, sorry. There's a Miss World pageant. There's a... It is? Oh, there's a Miss Universe. Isn't there a Miss Universe or something? There you go. I know. I heard of that one. Yeah. So one feeds into <laughs> the international world pageant stuff. And the other one feeds into that's owned by the same people, uh, the Miss Universe. Nuts. You're yeah. right, Jerome. Two dudes okay, like, so, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? Yeah, oh, check this out. So I just want to give a, a a guy equivalent to this. It is like the AFC and the NFC, NFC huh? <laughs> when they merge the things together. There you go. Okay. <laughs> when women go. say, I don't understand football in this division, we're like, look, there's the AFC West, right? There's the NFC East. So like, like, we get that. We don't understand the Miss World, Miss Universe, Miss USA. There you we don't go. understand that. All right. Hey, that just shows that we haven't spent time in that area there, Jay. There, <laughs> That's true. There's no sports betting in uh, the Miss USA contest. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Like, now see, that would be a hilarious sketch, uh, um, sketch show that they had, like, what? Vegas odds on who's going to win Miss USA. I shouldn't say that out loud because I'm sure they probably do. <laughs> they do, I think. You know, they have, yeah, they have bets on everything, man. Come on. Mm, okay. I'm pretty sure you can follow okay. that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 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 since Miss Universe kind of changed their rules, I think Miss Universe was feeding into uh, Miss America pageant because they Miss America didn't change. Man, you can't be we, married. We, we, we're screwing this up, college. man. You know that, right? <laughs> You know we're screwing this up right. You know we're screwing this up right. We have no idea what they're talking about. The only reason I say that is because don't they win, like, scholarships? What Mary Man, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, Man, you, I don't know. I, I, true confession, I, I, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not going to get in any more trouble. All right, I'm, I'm not getting in any more. I have no idea. Yes. Nope. I'm going to say this for the audience. Jay's an yes. international player. Don't let him fool you. Oh, that's a lie. See, there it is. There it is. See, see, Mr. Elias, hurry up and come back. This dude, man, he turned on me already. We're not even 15 minutes into the show. This guy's already turned on me, man. Gosh. If I I said that to Elias, he'd be like, you know, that's right. He would just let it go. He'd be like, we do what we do. (laughs) Okay. My bad. I think everybody knows I'm joking, hopefully. Hopefully they don't. All right. Now, the CDC says people exposed to COVID no longer have to isolate. So the agency recommends just masking indoors and testing after five days for people um, up to date on vaccines. So the CDC CDC has rolled back some of its its COVID-19 guidance. Um, Hold on, when is that? Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me ask you something, man. When is that? Is that like effective now, or did that just go into effect? Yeah, it just went into effect. Wow. They said that, yeah, 
that quarantine, um, they're saying that quarantine after exposure to the virus, after you've been exposed to the virus, is no longer necessary in all cases. Because you know how people oh, wow. are re- reinfected, like after they have COVID? Right, exactly. I don't, yeah, I don't know if they're saying it doesn't last as long in you after you've been exposed the first time. So they're saying if you're fully vaccinated and if you've had COVID and you catch COVID again, you don't have to isolate. You just have to mask up and um, test again after five days. I guess they're saying wow. that Isn't that weird? Wow. That is you weird know. because I know someone who just this past week uh, had COVID and then she couldn't go back to work for five days. I mean, she, you know, I mean... Yeah, wow, that's interesting. Someone had a story. Yeah, your workplace can set different guidelines. Well, Nobody I think it's based on the CDC guidelines. That. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, but wow. the CDC has. Well, it's almost like your. It's like OSHA guidelines, right? Federally, is that right. between right. every three and a half to four hours? Well, mm-hmm. every two hours you need a fifteen-minute break. After four hours, you have to have at least a half hour. So you have to have lunch. Most people don't know that, and they work through those breaks and those lunches. But by law, if you go into your cafeteria, if you're in corporate, they have to, they should be posting those laws. Those are federal. Those are OSHA laws that you can after tw- after half after two hours you have to have a 15 minute break. People used yeah. to call them smoke breaks. The people used to smoke, smoke breaks. Yeah. You still have to, still by law to have those breaks. Yep. Yeah. All right, so don't get us in trouble and be like, that's what they said on the serious, uh, well, we're not on serious side, so Jay can run a disclaimer. That's what you do, right? There you go. On this part of the- and that's exactly, <laughs> what I'm, that's exactly what I would do, too. They'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, Jerome said, I need 15 minutes yep. after two hours. Yep. And, uh, exactly. You know, I, had a, I had a friend who worked, I don't think digital computers around too much anymore, but I won't say what state she was in, but... One day they had a water main break, and you know OSHA rules okay. is that if you don't have water, you cannot be in the building because they have to be able to. Oh go wow! To the I didn't know that. Yeah, so they makes they, sense. The cost, yeah, the cost center was like, nope, everybody stay in the place. If you got to go to the bathroom, you go down the street, around the corner, whatever. And my friend was like, wait a minute, isn't that a OSHA rule? So if we call OSHA right now, they said, okay, y'all can go home. Because they knew that federal would shut you down for that. If you cannot mm. flush your toilet, you cannot be in that building. Makes sense. So, yeah, when it's when it's when you have a water main break for an extended amount of time, you can go home. Tell them why you're going home, though. All right. So. <laughs> we don't get, well, HR should probably put that out, though. Yeah, HR uh, probably will come out and say HR more than likely would make an announcement, send okay. an email out. Everybody yeah. go yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah, you're assuming that corporate is fair across the board. They were not letting them go, and they had a big call center, and they were not oh, wow. let them go. So that's why oh, you're saying this actually happened. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm I'm yeah, just yeah, what you were saying. Story. Okay. Yeah, that HR said, um, oh. well, you guys, if you, if you have to go or you have to do this, just let us know, and we'll let you go, whatever, down the street, around mm. the corner, wherever. But, um, oh, yeah, okay. you're not building. Yeah. Now, Colorado has become the latest state to ditch sales tax on diapers and tampons thanks to a new law that went into effect on Wednesday. So adult and baby diapers, tampons, pads, any kind of 
menstrual stuff, sponges, sanitary napkins. I'm reading this, by the way. Um, and panty liners, all that stuff is state tax-free in Colorado. Now, that new state law will save a com- com- combined $9.1 million annually is what the state is saying. And there's like nine states that actually get sales tax on on um, on products like that. And I, I, don't, I don't ever remember anybody talking about this. Like states like Kentucky and Louisiana, if you have to buy, like, diapers and stuff, there's no sales tax on that. I know in New York State as well, wow. we don't have it. Is that right? See, it's, nope. once again, you learn something that's new tough. every day. Had no idea. Hey, I'm, <laughs> again, that's like us knowing Miss America. I don't buy those products, so I don't know. I'm just letting yeah, everybody Yeah, I was else. like, okay. <laughs> it's in the news. Yeah. We're letting everybody else There you go. All right. Now, um, a black flight attendant is suing Delta Airlines for racially motivated firing after she was let go for seeing a meme of Donald Trump in a KKK mask. Now, I, did, <laughs> I figure between you and I, this would be a little controversial because if Vanessa was here, she would kind of curse us out because then I know that counter, what if that was somebody black that they did it to when you want them fired? But I'm not sure that she should be fired for that. So she said that she was um, fired after she posted the cartoon image depicting the dotard Trump in a KKK hood. Okay. All right. Let me know. What do you think, Jay? Sounds pretty accurate to me. (laughs) That she should be fired? No, she shouldn't be fired. No. I, I didn't get it. You're saying that she should or shouldn't be? No, she shouldn't be fired. No, I don't think she should be fired behind right, okay. that. Yeah. No. Yeah, because that's not part of her that's not a part of her job. Like she didn't I mean, I know social media is um this um this monster where com- where companies think that they have control of your life when you're off work. But long as she's not you know, did she kick Donald Trump when he came on a flight or something? No. And he's not exempt from any caricature stuff. That's a that's a First Amendment right, right? So when you are, um, he's not a private citizen. Not at all. He's not a private citizen. So he doesn't have that privilege of saying, "Oh, I can sue for you know def- defamation or any like nothing." So I don't know why Delta fired her, but she she should probably win this case. I hope she does anyway. Now the father and son. Um, both received hate crimes um, life sentences for the murder of Ahmad Albury, and the judge refused to transfer them to a safer federal prison over death threat fears. So this is the story that I was talking about earlier, that Greg and Travis McMichael were sentenced by a U.S. District Court um, judge in Georgia on Monday. They were handed a second life sentence for hate crimes against Ahmad, Ahmad Albury, but those two and the other defendant said that they feel like um, if they go to state prison, that their life is in danger. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that anybody in jail feel like their life is in danger, but they wanted to get out. Well, you know what's amazing to me is that all of a sudden these big bad criminals, when they're out in the street killing innocent folks, they're concerned about you're concerned about your life. You weren't concerned about right. the life that you took. 
But now you're concerned right. about your safety. Are you freaking serious? Whatever, man. Get out of here with that nonsense. Right. They stalked him, chased him down, right? And that's what I keep saying about people having this mob mentality, right? So you're tough and bad, and now you're like, oh, my gosh, now I'm vulnerable. You should have ran up on that kid. It's kind of like even in Trayvon Martin's case where, you know, they're like want to paint George Zimmerman, Zimmerman as a victim. I'm like when he chased down a, what, how old was he, 16-year-old, uh, 15, 17? He was 17. When you chased down a 17-year-old. Was he 17? I didn't, oh, he was that old? I didn't know he was 17. I thought he was younger than that, but I don't know. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I may be wrong, but I, I thought he was probably closer to 17. Because wasn't he watching the All-Star game or something? Or the, Yeah. Because it was, it was halftime of the All-Star game or something, right, that he went to the store to get some snacks for his little brother. Right, so, right, right. Yeah, he was at home, and he went to get some, yeah, went to the store for, you know, get the Skittles and stuff. Yeah, he got some for his little brother. So imagine if you're babysitting. You go out and you have somebody stalking you, and then they turn it around and act as if, you know, Trayvon Martin was the aggressor when you had some guys. And so they went through and looked at this case like, what I forgot it, Zimmerman was a freaking victim at some point. As a matter of fact, All right, so a matter of fact, there's another story that I have for um, – it is quite similar to that one. I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Um, what is his name? I can't think of the guy's name. But anyway, there's another one where this guy is saying that he's he's also like um, like a victim. And so they start making these victims like heroes. Like the red, what's his name, Rittenhouse? What's that guy's name, Jay? That's his name, Rittenhouse. Cal, Cal yeah. Rittenhouse. Right. So the Texas, a Texas the police department refused to apologize after an officer posted a, a photograph of himself and Cal Rittenhouse to their, um, their force's Facebook page. So uh, Rittenhouse, who was, um, who, um, was posed with an unidentified officer. It's the Thrill or something police department in Texas. He was sitting there smiling ear to ear in front of a police vehicle with the caption, um, making those stops, you never know who you might meet. And then today it was Kyle um, Rydenhouse and Welcome to Texas. And Rydenhouse um, is notorious for his murder, uh, for his murder trial, and he was then yeah. acquitted of three people, two fatally, yeah. and um, and what he testified was self-defense in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, yeah. in 2020. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that was following the shooting of Jacob Blake. So yeah. you have an officer making these kids, making these guys heroes for killing black folks. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Yes, sir. So I don't feel sorry for none of them. So Greg mm, and Travis McMichael. Yeah, yeah. Go to jail. Go straight to jail. Now, um, you know, there's another case in Texas. A pedophile died after chugging some mysterious cloudy liquid in Texas in court 
when the jury found him guilty of child sexual assault. So he started drinking after the first count was announced. And this guy, Edward, um, what's his name? Edward LeClaire, who's 57, was waiting for the verdict from the um, 16th District Court in Denton, Texas. He started drinking that liquid after the jury found him guilty on the first count, first of five counts. He just started drinking, and um, he died. It was um, August 11th, earlier this week. So, you know, I don't know, I don't know what to say about that, but anyway. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's, you know, I don't know, man. You know, yeah. a part of me feels guilty because I say, like, if you, man, you know, people like that, I could, you know what, die. Go away. I just, if you, never mind. Go ahead, man. Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. That's a tough one because, you know, I'm, I always figure death penalty for people who mess with children. I don't really have um, yeah. too much sympathy. So I'll, I'll try to leave that alone so I don't do too, too much damage. Now, Trump's real estate yeah. appraiser um, has handed over nearly 36,000 documents to New York Attorney General um, Letitia James after being held in contempt for refusing to cooperate in civil in the civil probe into his tax dealings. So the commercial real yeah. estate giant Christian and Wakefield was held in contempt last month for failing to comply with a subpoena um, from James's office on her investigation in her probe. So not only is he getting hit in Georgia, people keep thinking that this New York case is harmless, but because it's civil. But if he found criminal wrongdoings in a civil trial, you can still go to jail. That trial does not, thought, it doesn't matter how they find out your negative wrongdoings. But I thought that Letitia uh, ran into some issues because of the fact that there were some things, and correct me if I'm wrong, I thought there were some things that she had to withhold because people, she got accused of using the fact that she's coming after Trump as a part of her her stump speech, and that I, I thought that, uh, I don't know, man, I thought that something happened and, and, and she lost, she couldn't, I, I can't remember, I, I thought something happened though in regards to that. Yeah, it is only Trump people who say stupid stuff like that. So if, you know, when that guy was running and he said, um, you know, Marsha Clark and all them fools were bragging about convicting O.J., you don't you don't hear jack about that. Trump broke the freaking law in New York. They already disbanded his, his 501c3. He's already been convicted of that. Like, it's already a done deal. The civil charges are something different. So even if he says that I prosecute foot you know, prosecute criminals to the fullest extent to the law, even if they're president. She can say that because she's done it. It is just Republicans, and I think this is a phenomenon that actually kind of shoots over all of our heads, is that when it comes to prosecuting white folks, we have to have, you know, that boxing with kid gloves on, with kid gloves on. Like, everybody has to, to, to tiptoe around them. But when they want to prosecute somebody black or somebody who's a Democrat, they go all in with lies. That whole, how long was that Hillary Clinton email server thing going on? I mean, how many hearings oh, yeah, did they I have? Mean, it's going for a long time. I mean, I mean days. And, I, and, you know, it's something I played during the show, during the serious side, was a mashup. And it was just crazy, Jerome, when you go back, uh, when you go back and look at it. I mean, I went back and played a mashup of uh, 
Hold on, man. This thing made some noise here. I, I, I played a mashup of what Republicans were saying about the FBI and Hillary Clinton uh, doing that whole thing. I mean, dude, it's, it's, it's remarkable when you listen to it. It's like, are you serious? It's, right. it's remarkable. It's, it's, it's remarkable yeah. when you listen to it. It's just crazy. It's, uh, it's starting. Yeah. Yeah. It, and you know, what's crazy, what's more, even more crazy than that is that they're all really silent about the, the, the boxes upon boxes of top secret stuff that's labeled top secret and some of it's confidential the stuff that they found yeah. in Mar-a-Lago. Oh, yeah. You can't say, oh, you know what, that's unjustified because they're state secrets. Oh, yeah. So if you steal a state secret, if you take one letter out of your office, they know that that stuff belongs to the government. Yeah. When, they're, when, you know, when, you're, when you're in your job, I think they tell them all of this belongs to the government. You can't take any of this with you without prior clearance. Go to the inspector general or whatever. Trump feels like he break the law, so he just took it. Yeah. So, yeah. So Hillary and Hillary Clinton, we're talking emails. We're talking her own personal correspondence. He took actual documents that was, you know, classified information. And they can't, they keep trying to compare them to be the same, and they're not even remotely close to the same. That dude has, you know, cre- created federal crimes for, for just removing them. It's not even having them. It's like once you remove them, that's a, that's a crime, and having them in your possession is a separate crime. So, you know, if somebody sold a, um, you know, confidential information or top secret information to somebody, you can get arrested for, for taking it, for stealing it. But then the person who has it in their possession can also get arrested. So again, they're going to have to have to go through that part. Now, speaking of Trump news, also in the news with Trump, you know, some other um, information came out this week. Let alone that the big one. We get so much overwhelming news about Trump that I think people just tune him out. But Trump asked, "Why can't my generals be more like Nazis?" and be absolutely loyal, according to a new book by Mark um, Milley. Um, there was a draft. Uh, he drafted a resignation letter saying that um, Trump was doing great in, um, 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 he was doing great harm to the U.S. So Trump complained to the U.S. generals, because he was a general, um, to the military generals, um, were not loyal like Nazis. And, um, it was in one of a series of erratic outbursts, and um, that all, he was the Joint Chief of Staff, by the way. Mark, Mark Milley was the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and he said that almost caused him to resign because of his outburst. But he was asking how to make him be more like not. He still is. He still is. The, uh, he still is. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, General yeah, Milley, yeah, he still is. Okay. Yeah, no, he still so, is. Yeah. So he was asking them how come they can't be more like Nazis because Trump was implying that he was already a Nazi, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm a Nazi. Yeah, how come y'all can't be one? That, yeah. And, uh, okay. So again, 
for the Republicans who are listening to the show. Seriously. Seriously, like you seriously don't see a problem? Because after all the other problems with the, um, you know, grab her by the crotch and this and that and that COVID is fake and it's going to go away. Like after all of that, they still like that dude. Oh, I think yeah, they're, I, you know, honestly, Jay, I think they're just being bullied. Yeah, of course. Can you see that? I think yeah, man. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's just. I mean, we talked about it, you know, during the other show. It's just, it's. I'm flabbergasted at this stuff. I mean, I was in, you know, I was monitoring the chat room, and Mr. Elias, was, you know, he talks about easy, and this guy was in there talking. I mean, dude, they're, they're suckers, yeah. man. Yeah, they are suckers. Now you know, um, the crazy lady. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene oh, uh, was in court. <laughs> she was in court um, again because there's a group of voters that's fighting uh, against the Secretary of State decision that allows her to run for re-election. Yeah. So, uh, appealing to a federal judge um, denial of her request for a preliminary injunction. Um, an attorney for the um, Georgia Republican Congresswoman argued Thursday that a state law that voters sue under to challenge her candidacy is unconstitutional. Yep. She's trying to get them to undo a law so that people can't sue her so that she can't run. So under the law um, at issue, an eligible voter in Georgia can challenge a candidate's qualifications by filing a complaint yep. with the Secretary of State, who then decides if they can run based on filings presented by an administrative law judge. And she tried to get them to take that away so that they can't challenge yep. her running. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the problem is is that mm. the judge wrote, you know, went against her and said, look, we people have free speech and you can't tell them that they can't challenge you. She sounds like Trump. Yeah. Of course you know, she does. Like, oh, because they all yeah. do. They all do. Ridiculous. Yeah. Again, again, that tells us more about them people than we actually want to know. Now, it's ridiculous. Man. All right. Now, a Wisconsin, a Wisconsin man is charged with the 1992 murder of a woman and her boyfriend. Some prosecutors claim he did it in revenge for a 1977 snowmobile accident that killed his father when he was seven. That now that's holding a grudge. Oh wow! I thought I held. You ain't lying, Jesus Christ! I thought I held grudges, but good Google it, Google it. I'm not saying I don't, but that dude, this dude, he's 52 years old. Uh, he faces two counts of first-degree homicide in connection with the stabbing death, and he did it in a brutal well, way. Of um, um, I don't, I don't know if I want to say her name. But she killed someone who he killed someone who was 23 and the other one was 35. And I don't know how that's a revenge killing. I guess the guy who killed his father, he killed their kids. Is what it looks like. Wow. Now that that my friend is what we call, um, <laughs> you know, that that's a that's a psychic. That's a what do you call it? What do you call it? A a, a psych a break. When somebody is, uh, <laughs> when they have a break from reality, he was focused oh, for all man. those years. 
seven. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. Now, a Democrat who is running to become Oregon's uh, state representative sues a Mossad parlor for $450,000, claiming that (laughs) uh, a female Chinese owner groped him and left him suffering from nightmares. (laughs) I have so many jokes. But this is the John Watson thing is tiring me. I'm not going to say nothing about massage parlors ever again. <laughs> wow. Somebody didn't want them to grope them at a massage parlor. <laughs> now, I've never gone, so I just, wanted, I just wanted to put that out there. But my if I did, is somebody's probably going to grope you. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Can you say Deshaun Watson? Yeah, yeah, I want Deshaun Watson. That's that's my my impression. Deshaun Watson open. After this, maybe not. Sometimes Uh, it happens. All right. (laughs) All right, now... um, you see, I can't even go to a serious story after that. So I just have to, I, I was going to talk about a, 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 a drug for epilepsy, but I can't even. I'll do that story later. I can't go from that one. Oh, my gosh. Wow. All, All right. right. You know, Jay, here's what I'm going to do when, 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 we, when the show ends. I'm going to have yes. to Google massage parlors, and I'm going to start calling them. <laughs> saying, is groping expected? Damn. I'm asking because somebody's got to touch it. I'm just saying, somebody is going to touch you. I think that's how that goes. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm a guy, so I don't want any guys massaging me, so I just want to put that out there when I make those calls. All right. (laughs) I know. I usually leave the cylinder till the end of the show. I'm sorry. We're only halfway through, so I'll I'll ease up off of that. All right. So, you know, I didn't know this woman. Um... Um, what is her name? Padima Last Last Me? Is that her, that woman's name? Who? But I her name is Pad, um, Padima um, Padima. She I, I always see her in the news, and she I don't know if she's a chef. I don't know what she does, but she uh, she was a judge on one of the chef shows, maybe top top chef. Yeah, she hosts the top chef. She was okay. the ex. The ex-wife of that guy Salman Rusky. Oh, really? Yeah. So you know he got stabbed in New York City. Right. I, I'm, right? I'm just. I was this, actually. I'm just watching like right now <laughs> as you speak. Yeah. As you say this. Wow. Yeah. He he wrote this book a long time ago called Satanic Verses, and right. so the um, Shah, I think it was Shah Varan, um, called for his called for his was death. It the Ayatollah? The Ayatollah, yeah. The Ayatollah. And so, um, they called for his death because he said something about the prophet and you're not really supposed to do that in a religion. And you can't, you know, again, that's our privilege, at, you know, that's a European thing. It's like, we don't respect anybody else's religion so we can trash anybody we want to. It's our freedom. So, the Ayatollah, it's like, kill him on sight. And after all these years of being in hiding, he finally recently said he finally feels safe. And he was doing an event in New York City, and somebody ran up on stage and stabbed him. But he's yep. he's okay. 
Um, he's off of a ventilator now. He's now talking. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know Did how he stab him in the neck. Wow. Stabbed him in the neck. Yeah. Surprised he made it from that. Yeah. Because he's, he's in his 70s, right? Yeah. Easy yeah. in his 70s. Well, yeah. So, Jesus. yeah, that's uh, what you say. I said, wow, Jesus. I said, man, good God. I mean, to survive that at that age. I mean, mm-hmm. dude, well, that's crazy. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you – do you remember um, the Trump's niece, Mary Trump? Like she's yeah, she's a on TV right now. <laughs> yeah, she's really? on TV now talking about it. Yeah, talking about his crazy stuff, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she was quoted as saying, I'm not saying it's Jared, but it could be. She thinks Jared is tipping off the FBI. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what they're saying, yeah. With yeah. Jared, man, well, but come on, man, but how can he, but think about it, how can he, this guy has all these ties with the Saudis, uh, come on, man, I mean, he, what do you think he's, you think he's uh, flipping? They're moving hundreds of millions of dollars, so yes. between him and Ivanka, that presidency was very profitable for them, um, and then Trump pardoned his daddy, got him out of jail, right, they're all corrupt, so None of them are heroes in this piece. So even though she's saying that he might have been the one that snitched, he knows that's his fastest way to jail because Trump is still claiming he has executive privilege and he's not even an executive. So I don't know if you saw that today that he's saying that he wants them to return some of the files that they took because some of it had um, what's attorney-client privilege. Yeah, he's he's he man he's gra- he, he's grasping at straws, man. I mean, he, he's he in really trouble. Is and and at uh, straws. yeah, and, and he's trying his best. You know, we talked about that earlier. As a matter of fact, when you came on, you said the exact same thing during the last show. The fact that how can you say that <laughs> that they planted documents on you, but then you come back and say, well, but you you know you uh <laughs> you 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 uh yeah. this, what was the word I'm looking for uh. Uh, uh, what is the word I'm looking for, man? Declassified. You declassified right. documents that they that they planted at your place. Come on, man, stop, stop right. this, stop this nonsense, yeah. please. Right. Now you can't declassify documents, first of all, because you're not president, so you can't do that. And secondly, it is Biden that can declassify them, and Biden is not going to. Biden's not going to do that. But if if Biden did, then we really wouldn't have a, a freaking republic after that. <laughs> like we still yeah, but, like, yeah, he's not going to do that. No, that's not even possible. But no, he's not going to do it. But like you were saying before, it's like the, just the hypocrisy. I mean, it's not even hypo- stupidity of saying that they planted documents on on your place. Oh wait a minute! But I, you know, I, de- you know, I declassified him anyway. Right. What the hell are you talking about? Right, you can't have a. Oh, it was, it, it was a standing rule to know that when I took stuff out the White House, it was declassified, declassified. There's a protocol you have to go through to do that. And if it's nuclear material, you cannot just say, "Oh, it's declassified." Stop it with this nonsense, please. Right. right. So it's like saying that you can. Um, it's like saying that whatever you touch is now declassified. Like, you don't get no, you, you know, again, he wants to be 
He wants to be a dictator. Is all he's saying. Is that whatever I do, I'm going to make up a rule that says that it's okay. But you remember he had Jared and those guys in there without a security clearance. And they were like, well, the president well, can yeah. somebody's clearance. Well, remember, so of, they didn't want to give Jared, remember, they didn't want to give Jared Kushner a security clearance, remember? Right, yeah. And he, he said, um, I think he overrode the security clearance. Yeah. So, he so this guy is out here making, this guy is out here, uh, uh, you know, the Middle East peace talks and all this stuff. This joker didn't even have security clearance in the beginning. How the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Well, man, this joke is funny to remember, me. It's crazy. Remember, Jared went to another country's embassy to talk to the Russians because he didn't want our folks listening to him. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yes. I don't know why these guys are just not, like, disqualified for ever being in office. I don't know why they're not. Mm-hmm. Because white folks cannot retain stuff when it comes to their own people. Black folks will do one thing, and they will be like, um, well, remember that time you took a knee? They will hold, if Colin Kaepernick did a Top Chef episode, they'd be mad at him for taking a knee in football. Do you know what I mean? No, don't give. Yeah, man. (laughs) They cannot let it go. But... If it was us, yeah. everything's free game. Don't I'm not complaining. Started, I'm just telling you that's what it is. Yeah. Don't get me started. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, <laughs> well, we could, We got a lot of room that we can go on this one, but okay. Well, let, me, let me just move on to the next one. So, Jesus Christ. Um, all right. So a female Colorado cop is jailed for 45 days. For laughing for and failing to stop a colleague from snapping the arm of this um, grandmother who was suffering from dementia. Oh, wow. She was 73. Are you serious? Walmart, remember this story with a woman who walked out of Walmart with $14 of groceries? No, I don't and, remember this. And the other cop grabbed her and broke her arm. Mm. So, so the female cop who was laughing and didn't didn't oh, intervene, they said that she faces up to 60 days in jail for failing to intervene. Good. Yep. Good. You know, she, and so here's what the ex-cop said. She said in court that she didn't want to help the woman as she thought the woman was intoxicated. So the difference is, is whether you're drunk or, or have dementia, that that's something to <laughs> laugh at, apparently, as you, if you're a cop. Get me started, man. These people are. They, they, there's no uh, people don't people don't have any morals anymore, man. They're just they're just here. They just exist. This is a bad time in our nation's history. It's well, a bad time. Actually, yeah, and so I don't think that it is because her ass is getting arrested. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, like, I, yeah, jail, yeah. It's a good day that they're starting to prosecute well, yeah. cops for doing crazy stuff like this. If they didn't, but, but you I know, think, the cops are killing people and yeah. don't get no time. She's getting, she's going to get 60 days for not intervening, which means if that sets a precedent, then people who are not intervening when bad cops do something, then this could just be, you know, the tip of the iceberg. If you're going to give her 60 days for laughing, you're going to give that guy 
you know, 120 days for kicking him, and then you're going to give that guy, you know, life for shooting him. So if this is just the tip of the iceberg to start prosecuting policemen for not doing their job, then so be it. But it yeah, has but to be I, I think... a 53-year-old white grandmother is why they're convicting this officer, because they broke her arm. But I... But I think the re- what I'm saying is is that the overall, the fact that we're even having this conversation is the reason why I say that this is just, a, we're just in a bad place. Yeah, they, they may, you know, a wrong may be righted, but at the end of the day, we're still here. I mean, we're still dealing with no these doubt. crazy people out here. It's just nuts what's going on. It's crazy. Can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, it really is. You know, the University of Oklahoma assistant football, assistant head football coach, this guy Cal um, Gundy stepped down after repeatedly saying what they called a racially charged term to his players during a film session. So the Sooners head coach um, said that Gundy um, had insisted that he uttered the the offending term inadvertently while reading it aloud off of a player's iPad. But the coach resigned from the program because he knows that what he did was wrong and said that his, I'm sorry, the head coach's second statement about this guy's exit said that he chose to read out loud um, to his prayers, prayers not once but multiple times a racially charged word that is uh, um, objectionable to everyone and doesn't, does not reflect the attitudes and the values of our university and our football program. So here's the problem. So they won't even say what the word is. They didn't even blank out that it's the N-word. They're now starting to change the term to say that it's a racially charged word, right? And Oklahoma don't want to start losing black football players to HBCUs like everybody else. <laughs> I think this is where this is going. Because before, I don't think they cared about saying negative things to black people. Now, everybody's getting a little sensitive since Deion Sanders went down to Jackson State. Did I think he, that changed the nature of college sports. Week, I didn't read. He said something about, uh, I can't remember. I didn't read it, but I thought he said something this past week, and people were stunned by what he said about the NFL and some other stuff. I didn't read it yet, but I thought maybe you oh, you had to load out on it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see, I didn't see what he said. But it wouldn't surprise me. Okay. Dion is coming into his own as far as being being an advocate and telling these kids what is really going on in the world that he used to live in. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. When, you know, he found it objectionable that you're not inviting these HBCU kids to um, to 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 combines. You know, yeah. they're not sending scouts down. Start getting on them. You know, now his son yeah. is one of the top quarterbacks in the country. But he just had he's paying for HBCU so they don't rate him. So they didn't yeah. consider him his numbers are good, but they were like, Oh, nope, we're not considering him. So you know Dion's gonna be t- Dion's gonna be rough because his son was recruited by Florida State and UCLA. Like it wasn't like he yeah. wasn't recorded top division one schools. So right. it's, it's interesting to watch this stuff pan out and to see how it's changing the dynamic of HBCUs and how people are, you know, are seeing those guys. 
Well, it's good that he's down there because he, you know, hey, man, spotlight follows that guy. So it's good that he's there, and hopefully that school, they'll get the recognition that they deserve, you know? Yeah, but you know what they're also getting? They get, they're getting big TV contracts now. Those ABCUs are getting money. Dion. I'm not shocked. So, Dion, Dion, yeah. baby. Yes, sir. And, and well, and look at this. Didn't where did Jerry Rice go? He went to an HBCU, Disney. Yeah, I thought he went. Didn't he go? Oh no, Walter Payton went went to Jackson State. What, I don't know so, where. Yeah, I can't Walter, remember where Jerry. Huh? Walter Payton went to Jackson State. Who who else did? Walter Payton went to Jackson State. Walter, Walter Payton, yes. Yeah. Walter Payton was at Jackson. He was State. at Jackson State, oh. right? Yes, and um, Jerry Rice was at Tennessee State. Tennessee State, okay. Like, I think it's Tennessee State, but you know, there's there's been uh, a good tradition of black player, really good black people players coming out of HBCUs. They're just not getting drafted at HBCUs, but then they'll get in there and you know go in the eighth round or something. But they had. HBCU players go into the pros. Now they're figuring out that the parity in college sports now is that all these good players are actually choosing HBCUs and it's pissing off all the other universities is because, you know, of course, they can't find competition with the um, you can't find a competition with black folks. I was, I'm going to just say that really plainly. I know I'm, I was choosing my words. I'm going to stop doing that. We only have like uh, um, about 10 minutes left in the show, so I'm going to stop choosing my words wisely. So I was, uh-huh. um, having, a, I was having a conversation about this recently. I wish that I went to okay. HBCU in retrospect. I did. Oh, wow. I went to, you know, the schools that I went to, they were white schools, but I wish I would have gone. Right. You know, you know, I have family in Houston and Louisiana. My uncle's like, "Are you going to Grambling?" Yeah. My had relatives that go there in Prairie View and all. Of, I should have went. You know, that's how I look mm. at it. Anyway, oh, so, yeah. we so, have a correction, man. Jerry Rice actually went to Mississippi Valley State. Mississippi Valley, yes, but okay. So who am I thinking of who went to Tennessee State? I don't know, but it was a. I mean, and they were really good. Like. uh um, and um, a pro bowler. I can't think of who that was, but yeah, I didn't. Was know it back in the Was Valley. it back in the nineties? Uh, no, it was before that. He was at, that guy was in there in the eighties. Um, oh, oh, and it wasn't somebody like um, you know, Jack Tatum or something. I don't know who he. I don't know where, where he. Where Richard Dent went. Richard Dent was uh, Ed Two Tall Jones. They came from Tennessee State. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah, know Dominique Ed, uh, no. Rogers. Okay, Ed Tutal Jones. Okay, there you go. Ed Tutal Jones. Yep. That's what I was thinking of. Dallas. I knew it was, uh, I couldn't remember what team they played for, but Dallas is where it was. But, yeah, you have all of these players that, um, what's the guy who played for the Vikings also? Who's the one guy who played who for the Vikings? Who are you talking about? Are you talking about Chris Carter? No, I don't know what Chris, Chris Carter, Carter? Was, but I no, it, I think it was around Ed Tutal Jones' time. I think it was somebody like um, Alan Page or somebody. Like, it was somebody who was really big at the Vikings also. But, you know, oh. it's not unheard of that you have people from HBU play in professional sports. 
it is going to be a problem that these players are going to prefer to play with black coaches and black players. I think that's a that's where you know white supremacy is anyway. Uh, on and how colonizers work is that if you don't want to integrate yourself into spaces that white folks are in, they think something's wrong with you. Now, so but remember though. But remember a lot of remember now a lot of people went to a lot of those kids went to HBCUs because the major schools weren't recruiting them. Remember, and so that's where they can go and you know yeah. and and get a chance to play. Right, right, and so that's what I'm saying. The tables have turned on you because first you didn't want them, and now that they want to go to HBCUs, now you want to punish them for going. Yeah. Right. So that that says something about you know our. The society that we live in is that anytime you want to be around, I mean, it's like someone who works in corporate. What happens if, for anybody who works in corporate, will understand this. If you work in a company and there's only two black people and there's at least 50 white folks, whenever the two black people are talking to each other, you're going to get stared yeah. at by the white folks who work there. Mm. You know, I was in a company, yeah. our department was probably, you know, just a little under 300 people and there was a small percentage of black folks but I can tell you anytime three of us would talk my boss would actually stop and go hey what's going on like literally <laughs> you know what I mean so a black people would so, mean hey what y'all talking about over here <laughs> yeah yeah I, I probably shouldn't say this on the air but I one time he comes into my office and it was just another black person in there and he just opened the door and said hey and I said hey you need something? And he tried some small talk and till he got uncomfortable and left. But I told the young kid, who, I said, don't ever do this to white folks. It makes them paranoid. <laughs> but right? no reason for him to do that, but he just wanted to see what we we're talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we all, we all know you that. You're playing the coup. When, when, yeah, but when black folks want to want to be around their own community culturally, I think white folks yeah. feel uncomfortable. I think that's just the bottom line of that. Nothing is... No, black people do not think about white folks. I must reiterate this a thousand times. When black people are gathered, they're not plotting on white folks. They're not even thinking about them. And I think that kind of hurts people's feelings too. So whenever they think that, yeah. they're like, why do y'all now have white people here? It's like, there's somebody thinking about you. <laughs> Stop doing that. Yeah, we're, we're easy about that. Now, you know, I was going to save this till later, but, you know, um, a French woman is mauled by a polar bear after it wandered into the group's campsite um, on this yeah. in Arctic Island. So the tourist was a part yeah. of a tour group of 25 people, and um, they were about 50 miles north of the mainland. And a bear wandered in there. Again, if you don't, you know that, that uh, who had that song, if you've never been in the ghetto, don't go in the ghetto? If you ain't never been in the wilderness, don't, <laughs> don't go around polar bears. If you ain't never been out there, don't go out there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't like these stories, but this is like the third story over the last, like, two weeks that I've seen about people getting killed by bears. Not just polar bears. But grizzly bears yeah. as well. It's the summertime. Mm. They're looking for food. Yeah. You just want to go out there and see the stars. <laughs> like you can't. They don't really mix sometimes. 
Now, half of parents use technology to track their children's whereabouts, according to a new survey. In a poll of 2,000 parents, many admit that they keep tabs on their children by using GPS gadgets or smartphone apps. Hopefully, I'm not blowing some parents out of the water. But I want to ask you, Jay, how much, how unnerving would that be for you to track your kids all day? I can imagine the stress of tracking anybody, whether it is your wife, whether it's your neighbor. That is a full-time job to track somebody. Uh, you know what, man? That's, Don't that's, tell yourself. Well, that, that, like I've done well, it in... <laughs> No, well, well, actually, I'm, I'm actually on an app where, and I don't think about it, but I am on an app that, like, it's my, me, my mother, my brother, and my sister. I mean, so we, any time I can look at the app and tell where they are, and and uh, and I don't really look at it all that much. I think uh, that I wouldn't have a problem with that. Well, I don't think. See, I think that the app. You know, for example, what happened one time was my sister, we couldn't find her one time, right? She wasn't answering her phone, and, you know, my mother was panicking, and so we were able to look at the app and see where she was. Now, the app wasn't 100% accurate. It had her in this parking lot, in, in a wooded area behind this parking lot. So, obviously, everybody's tripping. So, my, so my brother and my mom, they get in the car, they and they the car start, and, and uh-huh. they start going towards where it is and so come to find out that she was actually at a movie theater right so so yeah it, it was um, so I don't know man I don't know how I feel about it I, I wouldn't have a problem with it I just wouldn't check it every day I think it becomes nerve wracking when you're checking it every day that's an adult though so I wouldn't mind one and that stuff really does not bother me You, I used to I used to kind of be anti that stuff just because because yeah. surveillance yeah. is crazy and tracking, and I, don't, I just don't like it. But for my family, right. I wouldn't care. Yeah. I would, yeah. I think it's more like a safety thing now for, for everybody more than yeah. it is being nosy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? you're, you're right about that. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, at the point that you own your own house and car and stuff, you ain't creeping like that. <laughs> like you, are, right. you know what I mean? Right. Like you're not right. in spaces yeah. where you're like, ooh, I didn't, you don't care. It's none of anybody's business who's at your house kind of, you know what I mean? Like, so you don't really get into yeah. that. Although, Cheaters is now on my TV right now, but that's a whole nother story. I don't know why people watch <laughs> it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't know magic, I, I, when I saw that story, I just thought, oh, all sorts of things can go wrong with that. But it just seems like it's a... It's time-consuming. You would have to literally stay in a house just kind of going, where Where are they now? Is that Walmart? Is that Target? Like, you just... Yeah. It, it just yeah. seemed like it would take a lot of time. Now, okay. Know, yeah. Now, um... All right. So, a fisherman has returned right. a tail. Now, this there's a YouTube of this guy out there, too. He was fishing in... He um, grabbed a crab out of a pot. It, it snapped his finger off, right? He um, then put his finger on for bait and caught a fish with it. Right. I know that 
Wow. That is disgusting. No, I'm just saying, why That's would you use, instead disgusting. of thinking about how to get his severed finger back, his finger was snapped in a bait trap by a crab, and that fool actually used his finger to, um, and he put it, he was on the boat, and he put it out for bait and caught a fish with his own finger. I know, people That's are sick. Disgusting. No, That's okay, disgusting. so, yeah, so I know we're running to the top of the hour, but here's the last story that I have. Now, this woman okay. um, from Virginia was stunned when a man branded her unladylike because she ate a full salad on their first date. And he oh, wow. Said, yeah, he said because a woman needs to know when to stop eating. So she went on this, this dating app, and she was saying the guy really just kind of um, had bad things to say about her. And this is what she had. She had a side portion of a grilled chicken Caesar salad. But he said something negative because she ate it all. I was like, it was a side portion. She should have still been hungry. <laughs> she should have ate some of his food. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to put that out there. That makes sense to me why you would brand her anything because she ate a, a side salad. But anyway, okay. Oh, boy. So that's, that's, I know. That, that's all I got. That's, that's, that's where we are today. Women getting disrespected oh. for eating a side salad on the date. I oh boy! I tell you what, man. I have some stories. I have some stories on that, but we'll we'll uh, definitely deal with that on another day. So uh, it's been real, my friend. <laughs> and we yeah, already I know think, we're still alive. Huh? I know we are. That's why I, that's why I was saying this. Uh, we still have enough to sixty seconds that you can tell that story there, Jay. <laughs> nah, 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 right, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. All right, you can run the yeah, names have been changed. Yeah, look, names have been I'll, changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> yeah, please don't uh, yeah. do it. <laughs> well, yeah. as always, we my friends, good to, to hang with you. Hot, we don't want to catch another hot another mic moment. Another hot mic moment? Yeah, Mr. Elias, that clown there. Boy, man, we, we, we good. Yeah, right. We, we good. heard everything he said. <laughs> right. Oh, my boy. All right. All right, brother. Well, have a have a good weekend, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, we will see you guys next week. <laughs> next week, Peace. All right, Rummy Roll. <laughs> Later. <laughs>